Go and ahead. that's when I said, Texas is not for horses. Welcome to Bonehead. But it is also not for lovers. <laughs> Turns out that's West Virginia. They say What's Virginia, Virginia for? Virginia is for nothing. For nothing. That's a mess. I can't state. wait to meet Virginia. We used to have a friend who would sing she, the song Meet Virginia, only he would change it to Beat Virginia because we worked with a lady named Virginia. Because, I was going to say because she hated Santa Claus so much. Beat Virginia. <laughs> Welcome to Bonehead. We're glad to see you this week. Who are that, we seeing? This is a one-way communication. I see you in your see Disney hat. You. I see James with I can see his you. with his hair hat. That's well, we're glad hat. you're it's... here. Thank you. Wasn't talking to you. <laughs> James, he he honors Wasn't you. Wasn't talking to James. He must Nobody's be looking in the I'm mirror then. Here. Glad you're <laughs> here. So we're doing the obligatory what sucked and what didn't of 2010 because everybody's got to do one of those shows. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Holy shit, let's go back I and do what's Brett. really good in 2010. <laughs> I missed prep. I thought this was 2020. Oh, I turned Let's 30. Do 2010. No, uh, I didn't prep for 2010. Yeah, I did not right. prep for. I don't even know. I'm what not came prep out for 2021 either. So I real. Quick, you know what was good in 2010? Night what? court. <laughs> yeah, but it was. You know what's good over. in 2020? Night Still court. night court. What's Somebody true, right? was bitching about that on Facebook the other day. I should have defriended them. It was a shitty show. Who? Yeah, defriend them now. I and don't know I'm who it was. Them. Just scanning one of those people. No, well, you know what's funny? If you're Joe's friend and listening to the show, don't listen to us anymore if you hate Night Court. That's what we or, <laughs> or, or what you ought to do. Now, that, follow me through on this. Is come it's, on the show and argue. If yeah. it's Laura Hightower Wells, you're never coming back. <laughs> I, I think she's too famous now. I don't Man, think she stopped. Don't, don't, don't. She actually literally stopped by last night to get me some copies of her book and write in them. I was really appreciated it. And then she talked, then she threw tomatoes and said, fuck Richard Mole. No, then I shit on one of her movies that she really liked that year and she left. So turns out I wasn't a fan of the jingle jangle. Okay. Okay. Am I back? Am you I back? never left. You never left. Could, could y'all hear me the whole time? No. Okay. Then I left folks because i literally was going can y'all see me because everybody froze and i was like are they still talking what's going on here yeah. and uh and i waited like a minute and then i was like okay nobody's moving nobody's saying anything well, james we've been talking for two hours I went, show's over buddy show's over <laughs> am i leaving you added nothing you added nothing all right so it's so. a normal episode we're going to talk about some of our favorite movies, some of our least favorite movies, a couple of TV shows. James is going to talk about a book that we never read and a video <laughs> game we never played. No, no, you never played. I said we. And you, yeah. you never read. <laughs> My original Xbox stopped working. Huh. That's a bummer. Mine might not. I don't know. I'd have to plug it up. All right. All so right. Who, so who so wants to go? Let's, go let's, let's, I'm just going to say, let's start with the, let's start with the small screen and work our way up. What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, can I talk about a show that I liked, but the last episode really killed me? And I don't yeah. know if either one of you have seen it. We, The Queen's Gambit is on Netflix. People just went crazy for it. And honestly, it is fantastically made. It is wonderfully acted. is perfectly written. The only bitch I had are two. One, it takes place in Lexington. Clearly not Lexington, Kentucky. Kind there of like is, Justified. Worse 
seriously worse than justified yeah they they had the names of schools but they talk about the bus and a few other things it was like this is at lexington and the last thing is and please feel free to tweet at evil joe or at bonehead weekly at this if you have some hate for me the last episode of that show is a little too saccharine sweet for the seven previous episodes that you just got through i appreciate i know where they're going with going for i know that it's based on a novel a famous novel that i've never read i'm so sorry that i haven't by the guy that wrote the hustler who spent time in lexington teaching at james your alma mater the university of kentucky the university of kentucky and by the way reopening a murder case involving the man that inspired the hustler if you're interested in true crime check that out yeah so the book came out in 82, 83. I, I never read it. I would like to read it, but I've also loved the movie The Hustler. Never read that. Or A Color of Money, which he also wrote. The, did you know that, Chad, that The Color of Money is based on the book that was actually the sequel book to The Hustler? No. I didn't either. So when I went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out why was this guy writing about Lexington and chess? Yeah. I found that out. It was fascinating. Loved it. The last oh man it's even the last 30 minutes it's just a little too much of a little bow tie just you know you know that cute little bow wrapping everything up yeah because the first seven episodes that however it is amazing that actress anna anna taylor joy anna taylor joy wonderful also in the witch she's great in this she's going to be in another movie i'm going to talk about later that was one of the shittiest things i saw this year but these it was can't say enough about it How, just those two things i wish they did done a little more research on what lexan was really like or looked like just so they could fake it a little bit better i mean if james cameron can get the fucking plate wear but not the stars <laughs> I, I, I know i had to bring it back all Ooh. right who's next who else enjoyed a tv show this year uh james do you want to go or do you want me to go it doesn't matter if okay you go. i'll go um this was a in my favorite of two years ago and it's still holding true. So I want to talk about season two of Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is still my one of my favorite shows out there. And it doesn't get enough play. I'm hoping now that they've moved to HBO Max, maybe people will start, you know, finding it and seeing how amazing it is. Does the DC sub- subscription service still exist? No, it's it's gone. Yeah, uh, okay. it and all of their content has been moved to hbo max including so, the comic books and whatnot that you could read no on no the the, the con- so the comic books is still staying under its own service i forget what it's called now i i wouldn't even have known that actually i don't even think i knew that from you i think i knew that from our friend john stith yeah so uh but it's it's its own entity now um dc Uni- dc universe itself the subscription service is no more so they've split up their their they split up everything. But you have said HBO Max is your favorite streaming service now. It is my favorite streaming service okay. simply because of the content that they have. Uh, I, I, Netflix, I, I, I enjoy Netflix. I enjoy some of the programming on Netflix, which I'll talk about in a few minutes uh, for one of my other picks. But in terms of me being able to go through the catalog of HBO Max and find something interesting, I can do that in about in a matter of seconds. Um and uh, but then Doom Patrol, I actually got my HBO Max subscription because Doom Patrol, the new season was on there, and man, it did not disappoint. And it gave me my favorite line of all time, not all time, but one of my favorite lines in TV history. Tiny waiters, you you <laughs> are too drunk to eat this chicken. <laughs> those are all 
some of my favorite lines. (laughs) Those are all some of my favorite lines. They know me, but no, uh, I don't give a French fried titty. uh. (laughs) And who was it said by Joe? Ask me who said it. Did he have a teeny wiener? (laughs) Well, we don't know. Historically, we don't know. Okay. Who said it? Uh, Imaginary Jesus. Oh, (laughs) now it sounds a lot like happy. Does does yeah. imaginary Jesus know uh, tap dancing Jesus from Preacher, <laughs> which also is another good show, which I have not seen the final season of. I need to see that. But no, and but you know the best thing about this it's it's about superheroes. But these people are not superheroes. They are so damaged that they can't even use their superhero superpowers for good. They just constantly screw up. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Especially if you have the HBO Max subscription, there is no reason not to. So James, you go ahead. You know, I, I didn't have this on my list after all the research I did for this episode. It wasn't on my list, but as y'all were talking about TV shows, I was like, oh crap, I really don't have a TV show. I didn't watch much TV. But then it mm-hmm. dawned on me, I did watch a TV show with my wife because both of us were vaguely interested and then we really actually enjoyed it. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I heard you. I hope you heard that audible gas because if you don't have something on this list, I'm going to smack you. My wife, I, so I enjoy uh, Russian literature. Yeah, my wife enjoys history, so we enjoyed Hulu the uh, Hulu's The Great. I don't know if either of you have watched. The no, Great. I, haven't, I haven't watched. I it. don't have Hulu. I've got the Hulu's. You all okay? First off, first off, The Great is is ten episodes. They've already renewed it for a second season, but it follows Catherine the Great. Now, here's what makes the show entertaining: a, it's absurd. But what's really absurd about this is they refer to it as anti-historical because they do take liberties, obviously, to make it more entertaining. But it's actually about Catherine the Great. It's played by Elle Fanning when she is young and marries um, uh, 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 Peter. Frederick von Frankenstein. We don't care. Just make it up. Chad and I won't know. Unless it's an American president, he ain't going to know. And <laughs> unless anyway, it's some obscure key, key grip from 65, I honestly, I'm not going to know. I and, honestly wanted a show about her sister, Elizabeth the Soso. Um, so, <laughs> See? But, he don't but, know. But well, now ask really, him a John Adams question, and that fucker will kill it. <laughs> well, Catherine the Great, if, if you aren't familiar with Russian history, he also likes Billy Jean King. Ruling, <laughs> oh, longest ruling women, woman ruler, Tsarina. In Tennis. history, in, in Russian history. Now, all of that being said, the show is, is at times, I mean, it's a, a comedy and a drama because what really makes it entertaining to me is all the stuff that you would think, oh, they made that up for the show. Odds are, that's the true stuff. Like at one point, Peter just said, okay, you're not allowed to have a beard anymore. And everybody in the country was required to shave their beard. And and that's it sounds absurd, but there's an entire subplot. I, and there's I mean, North Korea is doing that with everybody requiring to have Kim Jong Un's haircut. So I mean, so I mean, there's an entire political ramification that actually was historical in nature. I mean, they do take liberties on the show, but the show is funny because of course he has to marry her, she has to marry him because her family her family royalty, but they're royalty in decline. So they view this as the one chance she has. His, he is obsessed with his mother, and literally there's entire scenes where he will come in. Are you going to make this plot shorter? Literally have sex with her and then leave. Well, yeah. Like they don't share a room. They don't do anything. Uh, That's if you, marriage. If you, haven't, 
I don't think you're doing marriage right. It goes together like a You're absolutely right. I never carriage. get sex. Do you actually <laughs> just walk into the room and ask for it and then just leave once it's done? No, he doesn't ask for it. He's I thought you just stayed in the basement. He's, he's royalty. He just takes it. So if you've not seen The Great, uh, I mean, that's, it's that's not my problem. I have too many please and thank yous. Uh, it's... Uh, it, it is a really entertaining show that is absurd and comical. And, and sometimes they do take liberties, but a lot of it is historical because she began to plot his downfall so she could take power. And if you know history, like I said, she was the ruler for the longest uh, ruling Russian woman. I know this go. is an old joke, but spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, uh, if, um, you, if you haven't guessed. Joe, you know that movie, The Patriot? They win. Who, the Pats? They had six Super Bowls. <laughs> Tom Brady, greatest quarterback for all time. Keep going. All right, my turn. Go for it. Go for really, it. You better I, go for it. I, I haven't really watched a ton of stuff. You know the show that I enjoy a lot? I know, I know. You know the show I enjoy quite a bit that I doubt that's either on either one of your lists? And it's one of those. I wasn't going to mention it, but since Chad mentioned one that already had another season, I highly recommend The Queen. I'm going to start season four. <laughs> Back to historical dramas. I enjoy the hell out of it. And sometimes I stop it and Google it afterwards and go, was this really what happened? And usually – you would. By the way, you would think with my wife's interest, we would be all. She would be watching that. She is not. I, I, I kept waiting it's, it's for her. It's really show. well made. It's a really well produced show. Yeah, I just I'm don't know if it's going to be able to. I don't know. If and it's I couldn't able... give two French fried titties <laughs> about the aristocracy in England. Fuck them. However, I enjoyed the Queen. Chad, I'm Freddie surprised Mercury that was what you were going to bring up. Um, what did you think I was going to bring up? The one that we all three texted about. Going, oh shit! I don't know what was it. The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, but I've already talked. Didn't we talk about it last year? We can talk about it again. This season two <laughs> surpassed season one. <laughs> you know, except for that final episode, me, I had problems with it. I didn't have problems with it. It's fan Who service. Who did you think was going to show up? Honestly, I was hoping they weren't going to go that route. I was yeah, like, that was fan service. That was a big not... That was a big check that they wrote to the people who hate The Last Jedi. I guess, but I mean, the whole thing was... That show, it really was. Mandalorian, stands alone on its own. I agree. Without I, having any of those, those, those. Ex- I but I'm with Just James. Having, I'm like ah, oh, you. But James yeah. is kind of right. I mean, who's going to show up? It makes the most logical it has sense. No, I agree. First off, I agree with both. Should have been Ezra. I agree with you at that point. Yeah, there was no been point. Ezra. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, it could have been Ezra. That, that would have been amazing. Ezra. Yeah, that that'd be cool. All right, but Chad, there's nothing better than Ezra. I'm desperately wanting <laughs> the Ezra to be on screen. Oh, I'll do the nineties. Now I want to listen to that song. Really quick, I gotta support Chad. We don't always agree, but on this one, it's not just that episode. Don't get me wrong. The Mandalorian is was the show for t- t- eight weeks. I my lunch break before anybody else could tell me about it. I tried to watch it. Christy and I would stop to do it. Then we would tell the kid when he got home, "Hey, you ready to watch the Mandalorian? We gotta watch it together." But we'd already watched it. So, however, and it had some great scenes. That one, the one where a certain bounty hunter showed back up in that costume, I thought I was going to flip my wig. I I, I gotta tell you, every episode has one little. why did they do that yeah and i agree with you on that every it, single every single almost episode. every single episode but i want to do point out that that one episode robert rodriguez mm-hmm. Port, Port, it's great. is is 
by far one of the most versatile directors of our time and doesn't get credit for it. Uh, but, yeah, that but, is by a the fantastic, way, fantastic episode. I, Honestly, I, I was a little bit more ah, than almost for the other one. The, I'll tell you the thing that bothered me in the episode you're talking about, not bothered me, but got to me because I was a little, I was a little teary eyed is the face touching stuff. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, I loved it. I thought it, it, it was perfect for me. Yeah. Well, but you know, by the way, I just want to flip out uh, two two things. I will say, and I'll try not to be spoiler in case somebody still hasn't watched it. But if you guys haven't seen the Mandalorian, fast forward for thirty seconds. Can can I don't James okay. before before you before you go off on your point, I just want to I do want to point out the one the other thing that bothered me about that whole scene is I looked at that, and you know what you know what scene was playing in my head the entire time that scene was going on? No, fucking gremlins. <laughs> it's a lot like it. You're not ready for Grogu. <laughs> Maybe you can get Grogu later when you're ready. I mean, that's all that was going on in my head that whole time was. But you oh, know what? Mando was ready. <laughs> Fuck I, Luke. I, Mando was ready. Here's here's go ahead. Grogu wasn't ready. Here's the here's the two points that I will make. A, um, I forgot my first point. Now that we took so long. <laughs> But While he's B, talking, take it a second. It, no, 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 it's no. A fantastic I'm going to go to my second for one. me. I'm going to go to my second fan. point. I now want a Bill Burr spinoff where it's like the I Incredible Hulk, where he goes planet to planet solving people's problems. And I even want him to keep and the bitching sad about walking it. away music. Bitching about it. Yeah. I want yeah. him to be a little bit more F is for family as he walks away from solving <laughs> the problem with. Really? I had, to, I had to do that for that asshole. He couldn't fucking figure it out. <laughs> That's it. And then he starts screaming, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, great. Um, oh, no, what I was going to say, by the way, uh, the, my first point was somebody made this point, and I was like, God, I didn't even think about that. That they made a tactical error in one episode. I think it's the Robert Rodriguez episode, if I'm not remembering correctly. The end scene? They severely damaged sales of a certain Lego kit. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, because yeah. There were tons of, oh, so I'm, I'm a member of a group on Facebook and a couple other places, and it's Geek Dads is what it is. It's a bunch of geeks that hang out, and there were all dads and all that stuff. And literally, that episode aired. Before I saw the episode, I had that spoiled for me because they were like, I ain't buying the kit now. Not going to buy the kit. Not getting the kit. I was like, well, why? And, I, don't, uh, I guess I don't get it. I thought you were actually talking about the last scene because Chad and I bitched about the last scene. That's yeah. just an actual, you're going to tell them you're coming? It's almost an hell's coming with me. Yeah. You know, but I, I it's think a cool part, scene, but it makes no sense. Yeah, there's no reason for that. To there's be no there. reason to do that. You don't let them know that you know where they're at and they're coming. Well, uh, yeah. And at that point, he, did he even know where they were? No, he but he still told him he was coming. <laughs> yeah. That's like literally like me said, listen, Charlie in Slovakia, I'm coming. I don't know where you are in Slovakia. I ain't going to wonder the country. So. And I think we're going to have to wait a year and a half. I think it's 2022 is what yeah. Christie said. I know that they're not going to start shooting until next December. But are we going to get... Uh, they got all those other shows to do. Here's my, my question about this, because this is... Um, I will say real quick, tagging on to this, I, I've been spoiled because I've had Star Wars, I've had Mandalorian, and I've had Star Trek shows both at the same time. I've had lower decks and I had, and I've enjoyed both, all of that. And now I'm hitting a lull because Star Trek Discovery the season in Existential Crisis, James? Who uh, are you? What season are you in next what are you week? doing? Oh, James, there's, we're going to talk about 2021 and, and you'll feel better. 
So, uh, because my entire thing is I'm because you'll get the I, shit that you didn't get in 2020, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching that with my kids, and and now I'm going to end up having to watch My Hero Academia with my daughter. Okay, so James, what do you have a second one? Because I, I I spent all this time talking about the Mandalorian, but I do want to do a rapid fire of of the other shows that I like from 2020. Do it. James, do you're, it. you're done. Okay, do uh, it. the the Umbrella Academy season two again, another season that surpassed the original. A phenomenal, amazing. I am really looking forward to season three. Uh, the Good Place final season. I'll be honest with you, I was I was very hesitant to get into The Good Place because of is it of that the, good? Man, it is funny. I cannot stop laughing. Okay, I think the humor, I just don't the like humor in is great. Bell. Ted Danson is amazing. And just everything about that show. In the final episode of that show, if you don't walk away a little teary eyed, there's something wrong with you. That, like you didn't walk away over Grogu teary eyed. I didn't question your soul, Gizmo. <laughs> Bullshit. He's not Gizmo. He's anyway. just like Gizmo and the Lady Gremlin had a baby. But you know, and that's the problem. While Stitch watched. While Stitch watched. The, the other thing about the good place too, several shows end and that final episode just throws it all away. A lot of it. And you know, you gotta focus on the whole the show as a whole before and not focus on that final episode. The good place is one of those rare examples where Excuse that final me. <laughs> I haven't seen all of it, Joe. Uh, but I don't want to. Uh, I, I, I will eventually because I love that show. But anyway, but no, um, The Good Place, it ended perfectly. There is no other way you could have ended that show. Um, Raised by Wolves is a phenomenal sci-fi show on HBO Max. Y'all have to watch it. What's the Ridley. one on Apple Plus? Wolf Walkers? Is that yes. Apple Plus? The animated show? That's Wolf yeah. Walkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, um, a, that's another one people should check out. And then real quick, uh, Lovecraft Country, amazing. Yeah, they're both Lovecraft sick. Country, and and I didn't know when actual. Do you guys know when? I don't want to call it because it's basically the sequel to uh, Watchmen. But when did Watchmen come out? Was it last year? Because I didn't yeah, watch it till February. I didn't watch it till February either. It came out last year. That was probably that the show. best show I watched this year. I agree with uh, I agree with Joe. It was a phenomenal show. But I think it came out the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. And then my final one, uh, my final two, Shit's Creek, the final season of that was phenomenal. And then finally, I'm surprised James didn't bring this one up. I'm kind of shocked that he didn't. The Boys season two. Oh, well, The Boys, yeah. You know, The Boys is in a category all its own in my it mind. Is. Because it is meta. It is, uh, but I, I, I can't stop watching it. I can't. Matter of fact, actually, I think I'm just going to start watching Carl Urban open mail because there's just <laughs> something about the way he does his character from Dread to McCoy to uh, that man has more range than he gets credit for. Uh, so that, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. It's, uh, Carl Urban is one of the best character actors at the same time and doesn't really get considered a character. I don't actor. think he gets enough credit at all. All yeah. right. So, so there's one more show. I, I forgot one show that I have to bring up, and we have all all podcasts should mention this show as part of the best of 2020 disney plus prop culture oh yeah i've been meaning to watch not seen prop culture i haven't watched it yet it is it's about a guy that's obsessed with props it's obviously it's not it's uh nonfiction. it's true uh but basically he picks a disney movie per episode and he goes back and tries to find the props and and the Mary Poppins one, obviously those are old props, but uh, the episodes are Mary Poppins, Tron, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 
and you get to see one of the first sculptures of Jack and the guy that owns it, and I won't give anything away, but he talks about how much maintenance it is just to keep it from crumbling because yeah. it's still very much active. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, and they actually talk about the prop for the Ray was reused multiple times, mm-hmm. and they had to rebuild it every time because it's never the same if you go back and watch. So they actually go back to try to find all the props in that one. Chronicles of Narnia, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, do you have uh, to read them all? And the, there's only ten. And the Muppet movie, the Muppet movie actually has a story about the sign for Club Sleazo. That actually, I was like, oh, that's actually a really sweet story about yeah. how that sign was preserved and why it was preserved. I need so to check it out. If yeah, you like props, if you're into how movies get made, I almost think it would be cool to sit down with Mick Straw and watch an episode just to have him tell me it's, it's terrible. But <laughs> hi, Mick. Uh, anyway, no uh, prop culture is disney plus if you like the making of films and want to see a retrospect and they get together people that worked on them some of them are, were married at the time and now divorced <laughs> it's it's a it's a fascinating show that that was a good uh the movies that made us uh the nightmare before christmas one mm-hmm. danny elfman and his ex-girlfriend who wrote it well, as I was saying, that's the other thing. That's um, sad that I can't remember her name. She's a, she's a fantastic screenwriter in her own. It sounds really sad. And Netflix did the the two episodes of Christmas movies that yeah. made us with the Elf, and I didn't know some of the Elf stories. Right. So there's there, there there we've now added two more shows onto your watch list. There you go. All right. So do we want to get into the best movies of 2021? Yeah. 2020? Yeah. Joe, go for go ahead, buddy. Well, I, okay. There's something that I watched. I'm not going to do, so I have a bunch of movies that I really enjoyed. Now, really, I was talking to Chad about this real quick. I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible because I don't want to do another two-hour episode. I think yeah. our episodes are running a little too long. But I do a review, and this isn't me trying to do a plug, but I do a review for Scarefest Television every week for a horror film, which means I have to watch a lot of horror films, which I don't mind. So my list has a lot of horror films. There was a couple of them that are pretty good, but the one I want to talk about that's not a horror film that's on Netflix is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. It is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Aaron Sorkin. I was about to say West Wing dude. It is really good. He has a name, Joe. It's not great. And I think the reason it's not great, and and I'm not trying to dish you, James, but Chad, if you have you watched it? I, it's on my list, man. I have not got a chance so, to see it. Aaron Sorkin is one of the best writers alive. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing. I don't think anybody who likes writing would argue argue with me. But it needed somebody with cinema just to get it right here. Does that make sense, Chad? Just to lift it another? Yeah. You needed a shooter, and it doesn't quite have that. But it has an all-star cast, and I'm not going to go in. And if you don't know who the Chicago 7 are, my wife didn't know who they were. In fact, I had to stop the movie two or three times to explain things. And a couple of times I was like, I don't know. It wasn't taught in high school. It should have been yeah, about the Democratic National Convention. A lot of the shit I learned from reading Hunter Thompson books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I don't know much about Gabby Hoffman. Most of you only are going to know him from a short little cameo in and in Forrest Gump, Gump, he's the one who's cursing on stage when Forrest Gump is like, he liked to say the F word. He's talking about, I said, Gabby, Abby Hoffman. So check out Gabby that. Hayes, you say. <laughs> check out uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. I really liked it. Chad. Or All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go. James, you go ahead because I want to talk about, I want to see what you mentioned because I want to mention my, my favorite movie of 2020. Okay, no, well, that wasn't my favorite one- movie. This is one that is not my favorite, 
but I have to include it on this list because it worked me over. And, okay, and there's I'll still wait. scenes in it <laughs> that pop into my head. Okay. Um, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's how somebody recommended it to me. It was recommended, actually, Curtis, if you're watching, I think you recommended it to me. His House on Netflix. I haven't heard of it. First time director Remy Weeks. Neither have I. Um, it's a horror mystery thriller. But here's why it works hard on me. It's about refugees who have fled the Sudan, the war in Sudan, mm-hmm. and they go through England, and they're granted temporary a temporary stay to prove if they can blend into society. And they move into a haunted house. Ah. Uh, and it is, and, and I don't want to get, there's a twist. It's got Matt the, Smith in it. Yes, there's a twist in the last 15 minutes. It came out on October 30th, 2020, I think, is when it premiered on Netflix. There's a twist in the last 20 minutes. Don't read anything about it because they like to give the twist away. I didn't read anything about it till I watched it, and I'm glad I didn't because it is one of those movies that when you find out the horror of what these people have survived, but there's also a horror of what they did to survive. Yep. And it builds and builds and what is in the walls of that house, sometimes literally, versus what, and, and at the ending, it's a little, schmaltzy's not the right word, that there's a little bit of a drumbeat at the end that you can totally see coming, but the twist that gets you there and the idea of what survives and what doesn't and what does it take to survive and what do we carry with us to survive. It, it, it's an effective horror film. There's some legitimate jumps in it that are not jumps. Like it doesn't do that jump scare stuff, but it will just sit there and you'll see somebody right behind somebody and it just lingers on it. And it's, it builds this entire atmosphere of dread and there's nothing they can do. Their option is to go back literally to, well, not literally, but to a, a hell on earth where they will be killed for their beliefs or to put up with this. And yep. put up and have to face what they did to get there, yep. and so it is. It's a very effective movie, uh, and, and there's I, I literally there is one line um, that that uh, there's a government agent in the first Matt Smith. It's a government agent. He's talking to it in the beginning, and he just has this line where he says, "Whether or not you're good people, it's not me who needs convincing." And and. Even when I first heard that line, I was like, God, that just seems to echo forward. And that line kept coming back to my mind throughout the movie. And there's, they keep going, but we're one of the good ones. Good immigrants, good whatever. And so it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very effective movie. And if, if you're into horror movies, but you also want a dose of reality in your horror movies, His House, don't miss it. Uh, it, it messed with me. Cool. Okay. Chad. Uh, I'm actually going to hold off on my favorite movie of 2020. Then uh, I'm going to talk about uh, one that I've talked to you all about ad nauseum, but I haven't talked about it to the audience, and that's Get Duped mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon Prime. I thoroughly enjoyed Get Duped. Uh, James actually watched it upon, on my recommendation, and he actually really enjoyed it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh yeah, well it's Eddie Izzard. Yep, and and the cast on that movie make it more fun. And I think the thing about it is is that everybody is. It's it's terrifying. It's a a thriller, I guess technically, but yeah. it's also a huge comedy because you're just sitting there going, "If one person would make one move the right <laughs> way, it's almost it's not quite, but it's almost got some of the same vibe loosely as 
uh, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, it's got the same thing. Yeah, and that's I'm glad you said that because when I was watching it, I kind of got that same feeling watching this. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's specifically a, an Amazon Prime exclusive, um, but it's it's about these four kids. Well, three of them th- three of them are sent there because they're in trouble at school, and one kid who's just trying to get this specific scholarship, and they're told that they have to complete this this um task through the wilderness to get to this other end in order to pass uh their their school their their grade and um it's all about these hijinks and then at that same time there's a twist that i don't want to give too much away but uh it goes a little uh jean-claude van damme hard target slash surviving the game on these four kids (laughs) and you, you just see things happening that you didn't think would happen uh, there's, I'll be honest with you. There's one musical number that kind of threw me out of it for a brief moment, but all the other stuff made up for it. Um, and I know exactly the musical number you're talking about too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, well, huh? Yeah. It just came out of nowhere and you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> and, uh, I'm again, not giving away too much, but when the, when the title of the movie is in the song, it's like, ah, you, yeah, you get out of here with that. Uh, but and it's it's a base it's all based on um, the Queen of England. Her husband is the Duke of uh, Edinburgh. It's all based on him. It's all it's it's this it's this ex, it's this uh, navigation yep. site based on him, the Duke of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. which is why where the title comes from. Get duped. Uh, so if you ha- haven't seen it yet, please check it out and uh, feel free to tweet us uh, and tell us if you liked it as well because it's one of those ones that just kind of went underneath the radar because it is on Amazon prime. It didn't get a lot of uh, promotion, but man, is it funny? All right. Is it my turn? So this is one I reviewed for Scarefest, and this one's uh, jarred me a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't panting, but it scared me a little bit. It's an hour long. It has all, it's a little, a few minutes past an hour long. It has almost a hundred percent, if not a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes when I was looking at it earlier. And I'm telling you hosts on, on shutter, is pretty alarming um i recommend it for anybody that has shutter it's it it got me a little basically what it is there's these friends multiple friends who have a seance on zoom Mm -hmm. and it was shot during the pandemic and it's a really smart take on what you could do for a movie because a movie can be anything and what happens the seance of course doesn't go correctly right and it just gets more and more creepy and scary and screwed up from that point on and nobody really it does not have what you would call a happy ending not to give anything away i don't want to talk about it much more than that because it really the less you know when you go into it the better off you are the characters are fairly likable the people who are acting in it and some of these low budget films are usually suck in this one they're pretty good i don't have any complaints the only complaint i have is it was only about an hour and five minutes but that's not really a complaint because actually any longer than that that's about what you had watching a zoom right that's about what you've got as far as ah man if i have to spend one more meeting because like the three of us we do everything on zoom through work they have to spend a few more minutes but an hour and five minutes it was great highly recommend hosts James, what do you got? You know, one uh, one that I watched, and it, it it took me a little bit to get into, but I enjoyed. It actually was released for Tribeca at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2019, but Amazon Prime picked it up, much like Get Duke, uh, and, and ran with it. Uh, Blow the Man Down. 
if you haven't seen Blow the Man Down, it's about effectively two sisters, uh, and one of them basically, uh, I'm just doing the setup, um, goes on a joyride with a guy, the, uh, wrecks his car. He gets out. They're both okay, but then he, uh, the guy opens the trunk, and there's blood in the trunk, and she panics and kills him. And then they, her sister and her dismember the body, put it in a cooler, throw it in the water. That's the opening of the movie. And it's them in this small fishing town. As they have to navigate, they lose the knife. They've got to find the knife. There's a brothel. It's a small town murder where they're worried about getting caught, but also nobody really cares. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm describing it poorly, but it's an interesting film that plays around almost and not the same because it is, I mean, there's some parts of it that are drama, a little bit of comedy here and there. But almost like, Joe, we talked about Winner's Bone. Like, we can understand the character's motivation in Winner's Bone and how they interact and how they do things. And it's that same sort of feeling. It's a small, rural place. Right. She never quite got back to that Winter's Bone performance. But, yeah, I I agree. It's it's, If you watch Winter's Bone, if you've never seen it, check it out. But it's if you're from Kentucky or rural Kentucky, probably rural anywhere, you understand those characters. Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean the these characters are again it's a small town and it's what do you do and what where can you go and it's a fishing village effectively so if you've never seen blow the man down uh it's again i think it's 98 percent rated on rotten tomatoes it's not for everybody i think the critic consensus is is more mixed but it is an effective little movie where you do start to get the vibe of this town where it's Everybody has to work. Everybody has to, you know, you're just surviving and making it. And so they work in a, and, but what do you do? You can't just run away. There's nowhere to go. You don't have the access to go somewhere. So if you've not seen Blow the Man Down, again, not exactly a horror movie or, but it kind of a, a I guess a drama thrill. Okay. So um, for my. Host was on my list too, by the way, Joe. I was just going to tell you. Did you like Host? Uh, it's effective. It is, isn't it? I tell you, I watched it by myself in about 45, sorry, Chad, 45 minutes into it. It, it, like I said, if you get a chance, it, if you can sit in the dark, watch it by yourself. I don't know. It just starts working, working on you a little bit. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, No, for, uh, so for my second pick, uh, this one is not, um, I haven't looked at the Rotten Tomato scores on any of these movies. I didn't, James, uh, you can look it up and tell me what it is when I tell you the title. Uh, I'm sure it's not high because I, I think this was critically panned. But when I saw it, I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's historic. It's a it's it's a historical film, and it is a gangster film. Capone, directed by Josh Trank. I actually enjoyed it. Why does everyone hate it? It's I, on a lot of lists of the five worst. I think it made Entertainment Weekly's number four or five of the worst. I movies don't know last why people. Year. And I that's one thing I don't understand is why people hate it so much. What is it, James? Forty percent on. Uh, uh, the to, 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 why Rotten can I tomatoes? say tomato, but I can't say like tomato them. meter, thermometer. Yeah, I, thermometer. I figure I knew people hated it. 25% audience score. Uh, here's a critical consensus Go Tom for Hardy makes the most of this opportunity to tackle a challenging role, but Capone is too haphazardly constructed to support his great performance. Yeah, and that's one thing, and that's why I like it so much is him as Capone. Guys, he barely says a word for an hour and over an hour and a half. All he does is grunt <laughs> with a bloodshot eye Tom and Hardy a cigar. Could do that, though. 
<laughs> and a cigar hanging out of his mouth. And he's having these delusions. Cause, and if you don't know what Capone is, it's Capone's last days where he was so riddled with syphilis that his brain was basically literally riddled with syphilis, syphilis that his brain was gone. And it's him. Riddle me this syphilis. What? <laughs> it's him hallucinating, having these, you don't know what's reality and what's not. Um, and it's, and Tom Hardy in that movie is amazing. Now I, I can, can see the, the, but I love Tom Harmy so much that those problems wipe away. Cause I mean, literally it's him just going, for an hour and a half <laughs> and and he has like one bloodshot eye and you're just seeing what this disease has done to this man and it's just slowly devolving him into nothing um and that's what i liked about it so capone ignore the critics and then get well first watch get duped and then and then the movie that is actually my favorite that i'm going to talk about momentarily and then watch Capone and then forgive me because <laughs> I recommended the other two. <laughs> is it, what well, is it my turn? I can't remember. Yeah. It's your turn. All right. This is a movie that I am not going to recommend you watch <laughs> unless you have a specific, my review of this just played at Scarefest this weekend. I got a few emails or messages about really, this is how you wrote it. Cause I actually took a shot of whiskey before I went into it. This was one of the more depressing things I've seen since the deer hunter. It was the oh, lodge. Okay. The lodge. What'd you think I was going to say? No, uh, no. I just, when you said depressing, I'm like, Oh God, not depressing. <laughs> oh, it's a depressing movie. Yeah, I'm, I, you, and it, told got us about to it. Me. it got to me. Uh, it, it got to me. I, 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 I don't have children. If you don't have children, don't go out and make any, It'll just, it just screws with you. So the lodge is about a guy who's a dad <laughs> and he's breaking up with his wife. Who's played by Alicia Silverstone. She uh, is very Which sad. If Alicia, if she was your wife, you'd probably want to break up with her too. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. I didn't even know it was her. I had to go Google. She, she, she's grown up. You know, she's, she's a woman now. So I just, when I think of her, I think of Clueless, which is weird. She anyway, was a woman in Clueless, if I'm not mistaken. She, she may have been, Chad, but I don't I don't see her as a 40-year-old woman. I see her as an 18, 20-year-old <laughs> woman now. Which is why you're going to prison. <laughs> well, 18's legal. So she's depressed. He tells her when he's bringing he's the, the kids over, he's bringing the kids over that he wants to go ahead and hurry up and final their honest of divorce. She goes, says, she gets upset, leaves. She goes into her house, has a drink and blows her brains out. That, so clueless becomes headless. And that is in the first five minutes of the movie. And from that point on, the family's really religious. So the kids can't handle it because especially the daughter that her mom's now burning in hell. And the dad is seeing another woman who was a part of a cult. He's some sort of psychiatrist and he fell in love with her. And now he wants to introduce them after it's been six months. We jump ahead six months and he wants to send his kids and this woman who was once in a cult who he was seeing as a psychiatrist to a lodge in the woods in the snow. He's not dad of the year, gentlemen. Make sense? You know who's a better father? All this father is Williams and father of the year. Yeah, he's a much better father. This happens in the first 15 minutes, not giving anything away. As this movie progressed, it got to me. It's not scary. I don't even, it's really not a horror film, guys. It is and it isn't. They sell it as one. But it's so depressing. But the fact that it had that kind of effect on me. The closest I can relate it to is a Lars Ventura's film. If you've seen Melancholia, Antichrist, 
it just was tough. And the fact that it's that well made, that it was that tough on me, I have to put it on a list if that makes yeah. sense to you too. But I don't, you have, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody's, I don't know. It's just not going to brighten your day. Hold on. Joe, how does but it Elvis's to- daughter, Elvis's granddaughter, what's her name? I can't think of her name. It's Lisa Marie. Weird. No, no. Lisa Marie's daughter is in it. She's a great actress and she's fantastic in this as well. So mm-hmm. it's all just pitch perfect acted, but it's how, it's how, so how does it compare to anything for Jackson? I've never seen it. Oh, anything for Jackson was made a couple of, I haven't got to see it yet. It's on shutter. I believe I think it's on shutter, which is why I haven't seen it. I did a shutter trial and I, I, I just, I haven't started shutter yet. Yeah. Um, that being said, I haven't, uh, but anything for Jackson is getting pretty good reviews by a lot of people. And it's about two grandparents. More who better, are, better than Capone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's actually, it's, 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 it's thermometer. Tomato meat. <laughs> it's yes. just funny that you picked that one. Chad, um, and out of the three of us, you would have picked that one. No, it's like universally. Yeah, I haven't I've, seen it. I haven't seen I know. it. Yeah. And, and, and Joe don't. <laughs> <laughs> i may but, eventually watch it no but uh, I yeah, like no, I, honestly i knew that it was critically panned i really did but at the same time maybe that's why i enjoyed it because usually when when critics hate a movie so much i actually find some some underlying spark about it but go ahead james i didn't mean to interrupt you uh, well anything for jackson uh, it's getting pretty good reviews and joe i think it is on shutter so if you have that you can check it out but it's actually about two grandparents who are satanists <laughs> and their grandson is killed and they decide they find this pregnant woman, they abduct her, and they decide that they're going to use rituals, satanic rituals, to put their grandson's soul into this baby and bring him back. Uh, and you would think, hater. oh, you would think, oh, they're the Pumpkin villains. Hater. Pumpkin-headed her. I got nothing. <laughs> you would think that they're the villains, right? No, no. They end up becoming, I mean, as it plays out, if you it, watch the trailer, I was like, ah, it looks like it could be an entertaining movie. I didn't. Oh, I'll eventually delve into it, James. Remind me what it is later. I'll try to do it in the next couple of weeks. That's one I'll watch. No, do his house first. Do his house first. So I'll have somebody talk me through that because. All right, James, next one. You know, I don't have another movie, but I'm going to jump to something that stars a movie star Cyberpunk. Was that the Keanu Reeves game? Yep, Cyberpunk 2077. Is that the one that's being recalled? It is, but if you're patient, and what I mean by that, so they recalled it. They offered me a full refund. All I had to do was mail us back to them. They paid shipping and everything. I was like, no, I'm going to stick with it. Is it because it, it, it has problems with the PS4, right? P- and, Designed and the, for the, and the new old P- school Xbox. Well, it wasn't. Here's So the backstory on this is this game was announced in, I think, 2013. Initial footage came out in 2015. If you're doing math, folks, this game has been in development forever. And it's by the company that did The Witcher, CD Projekt Red. Um, and so if anybody wants to throw a coin to The Witcher, now's the time. Uh, but anyway, um, the game is, so I knew they were going to have to patch it. And I did have two days where, quite frankly, I got to one part and it was bugged and I couldn't get past it. And I was like, oh, I'll put the controller down. And I even said to my wife, I'm like, maybe I should send it back. And she goes, you know, they're going to patch it and then you'll you'll... And so I hadn't pre-ordered a game for years. I pre-ordered this one. It does have Keanu Reeves in it. He's not just a one-line character, not giving anything away. He is the entire background of the game. So the plot to the game is... Somebody kill his dog. Close. They killed him. Oh, damn. But they killed him by hooking well, him up to a machine 
that copies his brainwaves. And so if you're familiar with cyberpunk, I have games, a hard time relating to that or William Gibson. But I mean, if somebody hurt the dog, um, <laughs> I mean, we're going to take him out. If somebody does something to Bendy, if you like William Gibson, like Chad's cyber, gonna dig up those guns, necromancy stuff. This game though is, it is mature. It's 17 and up. Um, I designed my character. Your character can be male or female and they're nude when you start to design them. Uh, it, it just escalates from there, folks. There's nonstop language and violence and you can choose how you want to do it. You can be perfectly peaceful, walk through and hack systems and be safe or you can go in with a shotgun and literally blow people's arms off and torture them while they die. I know which one you choose. Um, I tried. I tried. Uh, actually, me and uh, 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 Miracle, uh, who you know, uh, he was talking to me and he goes, I tried. I tried to go in peacefully. And then the next thing he did, he sent me the uh, the GIF or GIF or however you want to pronounce it from uh, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. where it's Nick Frost loading the gun going, shame, shame. <laughs> Because you you know you get caught you gotta kill them all you can't leave any witnesses. Well, yeah, I mean, um, but it is so. If you were patient, or if you didn't buy it yet, if you didn't buy it yet, now they've got all the patches out. It is a and it does play like a movie, except every choice that you make has ramifications, and it's one of the biggest worlds I've ever played in. It's a lot of fun if you like hyper violence because that's what it is. You're gonna, but yeah, uh, and and Keanu Reeves is great in it. Matter of fact, actually. He plays a scuzzier character and actually took a lot of risks that I think go against the image that he's cultivated, even doing things like John Wick, because he is just. He, he has talks. a fandom now that is him and Bill Murray have fandoms that that are just above pop culture. Yeah. They're kind of. Well, let me. So I was playing this earlier today. And, and the let me people give you a who worship that him as a nice guy. Bill Murray's is different. Bill Murray's is yeah. like this thing that just shows up in the middle of nowhere, which is all true. But these Blind people who in the part Keanu. I was playing today, where uh, he, your character's name is V. You go by an initial V. And he goes, V, listen, these things happen. It's like, let's say you're having sex with this woman. And then later on that same evening, you, you have sex with her sister. And then later on that night, you find out that they're both brides of Christ. These things just happened, V. And, I, and, she, and your character goes, did that really happen to you? And he goes, it may have. I do a lot of drugs. I, it's a lot of stupid fun if you like violent video games. So Cyberpunk is a movie, it's a video game, as a, it's a lot of blast. And if you buy it, you also get stickers and a bunch of, and a book and all that stuff. This is, it's a two disc. It takes two Blu-rays to install it. It's yeah, a big game. It's a lot of fun. So Cyberpunk, uh, I w- I would pay to see it as a movie, as long as they get Keanu to come back as Johnny Silverhand. Okay. All right, all right. I'm going to talk about my favorite movie of the year, and then I want I want to, and then we'll like to come back and talk about two honorable mentions. Um, my favorite movie of the year. We all three agree. I'm surprised James again said he didn't have any movies on his list other than the ones he brought up because oh I forgot one. Dang. I absolutely that's all right. I want to talk about another movie too. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved, loved Guns Akimbo. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Right. It was a lot of fun. My favorite movie of the year, Guns Akimbo. It's an hour, what is it, guys? An hour and a half? If, yeah. if it has my well, new be crush in it. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, weaving, uh, weaving. Samara, Samara weaving. weaving. Samara who weaving. is also, He's, speaking of Keanu Reeves, I didn't get to see it yet, so nobody spoiled it for me. I'm ordering it. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, that's one of my honorable mentions. There you go. I, uh, I, I haven't seen it either. I'm not a huge big big 
Bill and Ted fan. I'd really probably need to watch the first two again before I watch the third one. Let's. Uh, I got one. So I loved. I liked Bill and Ted's Face the Music. I did. Uh, it has my. It has one of my favorite. And then we'll get back to Guns of Kimbo. It has one of my favorite new actors, Anthony Kerrigan. Uh, he's in Get Barry. Uh, he was uh, Victor Zaz in um, Gotham. Mm-hmm. Great character actor. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the one thing I'll say about Keanu Reeves, this was this was the one cr- critique I had about Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Keanu Reeves has somehow forgotten how to do Ted, and now he is doing John Wick, doing an impersonation of Ted. Of, of Ted slash it, the guy from just, Point Break. Is it just being fifty? It could be just being 50. I mean, you know, like did Alex how, Winters slip right back into that shoe? Oh yeah, like like butter. <laughs> like, Keanu Reeves, not so like much. I, speaking, and I haven't seen it yet, but also getting rave reviews for a movie that came out in 2020. Alex Winters' directorial work on Zappa about Frank Zappa. I need to I see it. Seen, I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, it can't be as good I, as Freaked. They say um, that it's a <laughs> it's a love letter, and he's a phenomenal filmmaker. I haven't got to see it yet. But Guns Akimbo. Yeah, so let's talk about Guns Akimbo because we all three. This is one of those rare moments where we all three just go, "Damn, that was a good movie." It was a lot of fun. It's now it, it is not going to cure cancer. No, it it's, it's, is. It is. Ah, oh, it's fun. It's fun. That's all. It's and, fun. And, and in this year of an absolute Samara weaving so much, so yeah. Talented. And by the way, Joe, she's in Bill and Ted's Face of Music. So talented she is. And and in the span of what two years, Joe. She has just dude blew up and she's she not getting killed credit. in the babysitter. She killed in that first babysitter. That movie would suck if it wasn't for her. And by the way, a movie that I said I loved last year, Ready or Not. Or not. She's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. I recommend that to anybody. Ready or not is a good movie. Yeah, I think the and honestly, I think the only thing that she's been in where I was not very pleased with was was a Hollywood, the the Ryan Murphy show. I still haven't finished that. I couldn't get all the way through. I, I didn't even bother to watch but, it. But uh but yeah, but but other than that, she is she is this amazing, talented actress that I think is going under the radar and not getting the attention that she deserves. Yeah. And Guns Akimbo, people, if you have not, I know our, our fellow podcaster, uh, Glenn, he mm-hmm. talked to the director, and this is one of his recommended movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. It is so much fun, guys. And, and Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, that's not kid-friendly. Don't, don't sit down with your five-year-old with a bowl of popcorn and say, yeah, no. we're going to watch. The Bonehead sold me to share this. Thing. We did <laughs> Unless not. you're that dad, in which case... I got That's in an argument us. three do- days ago about, of course, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, and I should be able to show it to my three-and-a-half-year-old. Why are you stopping me from this? Not Gremlins 2, Chad. I was no. going Gremlins. <laughs> and for you folks out there who listening, I want to hope that you know the difference in what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Well. But and, and the other thing is, too, Daniel Radcliffe is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors just because of his roles that he He's, picks genius He's i mean who would have thought the man who was harry potter would do guns akimbo swiss army men swiss army man uh the lady, lady in black. black by the way lady oh. in black is still i watched it again I'm that's like, a good horror film fake. guys and, and did you guys ever see that series that limited series with him and john ham the young doctor or the where he's a russian doctor no oh chad I've, I've seen it to watch i haven't watched it but, but oh, guys and can i tell you him and steve buscemi and the miracle workers phenomenal yeah, I have never seen it. You yeah, he, he he's a. I'm sorry, I've never seen it. He's a great actor. Yeah, and and I'm glad that you know because I I, refuse, I was honestly when Harry Potter was over, I'm like I don't need to see anything this guy's in, and he has just blew me away. And then Guns Akimbo just came out, man. 
And like Joe said, it's fun. It's, it's so an fun. hour and a half of you're on the edge of your seat. If you have popcorn in your hand, you're eating it by the handful. You're sipping your soda. And before you know it, it's over. And you're jumping all giddy because of all the excitement that's happened. You, and know, it, you know what it is? It, I was saying about this. It is what, and I enjoyed the movie I'm going to compare it to, but it took what the movie I'm going to compare it to tried to do, and it did it better. It's what I hoped Hardcore Henry would do. Yeah. Yes. It's much better than hardcore. It's much Henry. better than hardcore. Which, Henry. by the way, I still enjoy hardcore Henry As for do what I. it tried to do. But nothing, yeah, Guns Akimbo is just because the entire every scene in that movie is just what are you gonna do? Like honestly, the fact that it takes what probably two and two to three minutes of him just trying to figure out how to put on pants. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the movie, you'll understand why what we're talking about. Yeah, but. What other movie would have been, it would have just cut to him walking outside, right? Or, oh, he magically got this result. No, no. we get two minutes of him trying to figure out how to put on pants. So so to recap, my three. Watch Guns of Kimbo, watch Get Duped, and then watch Capone and go, okay, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> well, the director of Guns of Kimbo is Jason Lee Howden, and I really wanted to give a shout out for you people who love horror. He did a movie called Deathgasm that's also a lot of fun. If you've ever seen Dead Alive, it's similar to that, and it is bloody as hell. All right. All right. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I have a favorite, but the most fun I had at the theater at my house this year was not the best movie I saw, but okay. the most fun I had was The Hunt. And no one's talking about it. No, nobody is. And I, I was going to rent it so we, we could talk about it. And I, I honestly, no I one's talking about it. it. Is that the one that made Republicans mad and then made Democrats mad? But the thing is, it, made, if you guys, if yeah. either one of you, you, so Chad, you haven't still seen it, James? No. I have it. I it's have right it. over here. Come borrow it. I'll set it outside. You can come pick it up. Okay. I love it. So The Hunt is about. It's got that, oh, what's her name? Gilpin. She's in that show I Terry love that, Gilpin, got, uh, Glow. that got canceled. Yeah, she's in Glow. And she, she's really pretty too. But, oh, is she not? Is, oh, God, she really is. So she's a fantastic actress. She's a wonderful actress. She has a great role playing some Betty hick Gilpin. from Arkansas. Yeah, Betty Gilpin. I think I think I said the actress from Frasier. <laughs> she's playing a, a hick from Arkansas. All these people are jumped, are just dropped in this kind of forest out in the middle of them, and they start shooting them and killing them. We don't know why. And they're all huge trump supporters and they're really 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 into all the online bullshit uh what's a like hating and they don't say this this is before this but they would be really anti-antifa or that was a thing they would be really oh what about the, the QAnon? Yeah, QAnon, QAnon, before QAnon, I think, because this movie sat on a shelf for a while because James is right. It's very controversial because a lot of Republicans are like, you're just shitting on Republicans. But when you watch the movie, I can't talk a lot about it. But what it is, is they're not really the bad guys. Right. Because it's a good movie. Right. It would be and too Timbuk easy. The, Rep- the Republicans who complained about it didn't actually know didn't anything actually about watch it. it. That's or right. They, they, they saw some 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 fluff piece on the on the news who actually they didn't watch it either so go ahead anyway yeah fuck the media <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> damon lindelof and nick cues which is carlton cues's son now if you know who don't know who that is or is his brother I'm, i forgot i'm sorry about that damon lindelof was a writer on lost he he's the one he's the writer of uh, i'm so sorry watchman he created the new watchman series this very talented guy nick cues actually wrote on that too they wrote this little movie 
and and it's got Billy, Betty Gilpin in it, Hillary Swank, I, Ethan Supley. So I could keep going down the list and not going to watch the hunt. I just it was the most fun I had. More than Guns Akimbo? More than Guns Akimbo. Wow. Simply okay. because it's probably just a little bit more me. Uh, it, it it was slightly horrific. It was slightly political. And uh, it has a whole reverse thing. It's really dark sense of humor. It was the most fun I had. I I don't know. Like I said, guys, it's not the best movie I saw this year. Best movie I saw this year, I was telling Chad, was actually a movie from 2017, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, Guns of Kimbo is not the best movie I've seen. But the most fun I had was The Hunt. I don't don't even know if it's my favorite. Man, damn, it was good. in In this shitty year... All I wanted to all I wanted to do this year was find movies that are fun. I didn't really want to find movies that were going to put me in the same mindset that I'm already in. Get can me we, out of this. And Guns Akimbo. Can we talk about some honorable mentions now? Yes, I please. Say, I, I, I want to mention got, one one film. If I can do one real quick. You go ahead because I've got two or three. I, I'll go really quick. And me. I've only got one. So because we've already talked about Bill and Ted. I I, I want to mention Soul. And here's what I've got. It's to on say. my list too, James. It's good. I, here's what I've got good. to say about Soul. Because I enjoyed Soul. Soul actually meant something to me, as Chad will say, especially yep. after this year. Yeah. This yep. year has put me through the ringer in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Here's what I thought about Soul watching. I was watching it with my kids, my entire family. Uh, we watched it December 26th, the day after mm-hmm. it came out the 25th. December 26th, pop popcorn, get around Disney, Pixar maybe, good time. I was watching it, enjoyed it, actually thought the themes. Yep. Really into it. But I thought as I was watching it, I was like, God, my kids aren't going to. I mean, they're watching it. It's cartoon to them. They're not going to. This is not going to be like other Pixar. It's not Toy Story to them. Yeah. Movie ends. And I can tell you, we've now watched that movie three times. Yeah. And watched probably it twice watch it house. again tomorrow. So yeah. your kids liked it too? Oh, my, loved it. my three and a half year old, we were 20 minutes into it. I thought he's never going to sit through this. He sat through it, glued to it the whole time. Yeah, and, and so of us from eleven-year-old to three-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all set through it. Okay, and 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 one and I said my kids watch it three, if not four times, and we'll watch it. They already said, "Can we watch it again tomorrow?" And I'm like, hey, "As long as I'm not playing my, as long as I'm not playing my hyper-violent video game in front of you." Um, uh, but so I, I wanted to talk about Soul with you all because I I was hoping you all had watched it. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've heard any of the the people involved with it, but there was actually knockdown dragouts about how that movie should end. Mm-hmm. That's my one complaint is how it ends. Well, the the there's so uh, Pete Doctor and and I'm forgetting who took whose side and who said what, but uh, 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 Kemp Powers and Pete Doctor were the co-directors. And they said there were actually several different versions, and literally there were arguments for mm-hmm. every single one of them. Some versions. I, I'm trying not to be too spoilery here. Uh, Can, if, let's go ahead and talk about it because I can't talk about it without giving it away. Okay. Well, the, I, I just can't. It, it if is, you don't, if you fast forward thirty seconds. It's a Disney Pixar film, so it's going to end relatively happily. And so it's about this guy who. Well, I don't know thinks, about the plot, but just let's talk. But about, uh, he he always wants X. He finally yeah. gets X. But then he 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 looks like he's gonna die, and then he ends up not die. Well, the original, the, some of the other endings they had that people argue with. The matter of fact, I think it was Pete Doctor said in an interview that I was reading that it is the most fights they've ever had working on a script or on a film with all the creative talent, because the other endings, one had him 
basically becoming sort of not a lost soul, but he decides never to move on anywhere. And he stays in the great before. Uh-huh. And he just is a constant mentor to everybody. Yeah. And, I and like that's that what better. He, that's what he does with his lessons. And then there's the one, and I think Pete Doctor kind of said, uh, the one that he kind of liked, but but he, he realized that it would be too bleak was he just dies. That's what I wanted. That's what he I missed, wanted. He missed I, his opportunity. He goes on. He doesn't get another chance. But Pete Doctor said. I don't, I but I don't see he missed his opportunity. See, to me, he got his opportunity. And life is about taking, that's the whole point of the movie is about living it. And you don't always get what you want, but it doesn't mean, and even when you do, is it as great as you thought it was going to be? And, and life is all these little moments. So that's actually, that's, I looked at Christy at the end and I go, that was absolutely beautiful, except for the last five minutes. She goes, well, you know, it had to empty. I was like, it would have took balls of steel, but he should have just smiled and went on up that elevator. To quote, um, to quote, that's one the way of the I think it should have ended. But then again, I'm a, it I don't even think it's bleak. It was no, an no. escalator. You dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> it looked <laughs> like a fucking escalator, <laughs> but you said elevator. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, I meant to um, say escalator. It went right on up that but, escalator. Do you, know, do you know some of the things? Dad, what do you that, think? No. So he should have smiled and went into that. That, I, that. So I agree with you when, it, when he was going up that escalator and he was happy, content with his decision. I'm like, okay, this is going to end. And then they go, well, we've decided to give you a second chance. I'm like, oh, but at the same time, Joe, it didn't bother me. It, because I, because it, it doesn't thing. kill me. Because I just walking, think it, it's here. And to do that is here. Yeah, I know, but, but, but to but raise yeah, it, one I, other I agree edge. with you. You could, you it would. I think it would have been a whole new level if they would have just let him go off into that great white light. But at the same time, when he when he walks out the door, and then you know he knows now that enjoy everything, and he's but, got that face of being content with whatever life is going to bring him. He's content, especially in this world that we are in today. Yeah, can I? I'm gonna say to one thing way. too. That ending, the way that they did gave me one of the best laughs i had i don't know why i found i find it so maybe it's richard is it richard aodade as the voice of uh it one of the jerry's yeah um he he's from it crowd and i think he's hilarious i've seen some of his other stuff but it gave me one of the best laughs where they do it where they do come up and they say you're going to get a second chance and all that stuff and he goes what about terry and he goes, oh, we worked it out with Terry. And it just does that cut scene. Yeah. It is funny. Like, you're absolutely I right. It's not awful. Because, oh, look over there. It's a unicorn. He, <laughs> and he, and he moves just, the abacus over. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's funny. I, I, I just. But uh, it, the, so real quick, the the um, here's what Powers and Doctor kept Soul's current ending because ending the movie with Joe's death would have negated the film's message and his experiences. Throughout the story, Joe comes to the realization that he hasn't been living life to the fullest. He is so focused on his pursuit of jazz that he loses sight of people. If Joe were to come to that realization and stay dead, as he does in the original ending, it would greatly diminish the impact of his character growth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Also, can I say something I, else? I, James, that, I read that and I don't necessarily agree with it because he did remember back to all those moments to that time. And he goes, he found that spark in each one of those moments that and they tried to push that love thing on it on the audience and it's not not pushy but it's mentioned two or three times what's her name lisa as like yeah. did you call lisa did you talk to lisa what about lisa do you, you guys i don't know if it's yeah. lisa but you yeah, know, lisa. know what i'm no, talking it's, about it was lisa. you got it right it's right right so it's like oh no you have to go back and have this relationship i'm sorry maybe i'm reading too but, much into it no, otherwise you'll never huh 
I didn't I didn't get that at all into that. No, I, I it's mentioned it two or three times. I mean, it's guys. mentioned. It's hard it was sold twenty two. It was it was when twenty two was mentioning it, but it was never discussed after that. Yeah, but yeah. 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 I, um, it's like if you don't have that, you don't have all that, then you were. I don't. There's also though a little bit of the controversy there too, in that, you know, one of the things that came up and one of the things I read and it wasn't coming from Pete Doctor or anything, but also just the optics of African American male. And, and, and also Tina Fey, it's the voice of the spirit, which is genderless and all of that stuff. But somebody said, yeah, there's also just a little bit of the optics of, you know, who gets to live and who gets to die that Disney probably. Well, I, oh, you know, that around. didn't bother me so bad because no, in the no, first but it's, 10 seconds of introducing their character, why are you so annoying? Because I'm a white woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> why do you sound so like the most annoying white woman ever? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I can, and then she does all the different voices. I can even sound I can like do all the other different yeah. voices. Yeah. I, by but, the way, I also enjoyed the fact that it made tons of historical allusions about how angry that this 22 <laughs> had made every other historical I agree. And it does uh, Lincoln and I literally. Carl Young. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do a spinoff where it's just 22 meeting different historic, put it on Disney Plus, make them 10 minutes long each. I'll watch every episode. But now, the, I know the, I'll, the best what? one was Lincoln going, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll come off and say as it as I, that I should, I didn't. I love the movie. I'm just saying yeah. to me, it was like 95% and it would have been 98, 99 if you just smiled and went on. That's just me. It's just, I, I think that it's a brave choice. By the way, can I add one more to what you're saying? My, my shout outs were going to be that. And I really liked Onward. People shit on it. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. the message of Onward. I thought Onward. it was different. Now, Onward it's not as cry. well made as Soul. Wasn't that technically 2019? It didn't come out. Uh, I didn't see it till anyway. March. No, I think it was 2020. But it, or I did think it, it did came it. out just for a month, guys. Did it even okay. come out for a month? And then they dropped it on Disney Plus as You're everything right. was shutting down. I, I liked Onward a lot. My kid liked Onward a lot. I'm, I don't know if your kids liked it or not. They didn't. Oh, yeah. They thought they they were they couldn't get into it. But I I the you know any movie that makes me cry I will I will recommend March 6, twenty twenty release date. Yeah, onward. I I was gonna do a twofer saying Soul is Soul is a better slightly better film. But I love the message of onward. I liked all the yeah. layers to it. It's not. I, I, people and can are, I can I stay for the record real quick, Joe? Not to interrupt you. I do prefer Soul over Capone. <laughs> <laughs> all right chad what are some of your honorable mentions you know, or uh, so so we've already talked about bill and ted face music so real quickly i will mention borat subsequent film i need to watch it i just i, I just haven't it fit fitted in i watched it's, the other sasha baron cohen film yeah uh it is Cargo funny seven. it is funny honestly i liked it more. i actually i kind of like this one a little more than i did the first borat film <sighs> i don't um, know man that'd be tough i laughed yeah. hard in the theater I, I almost, uh, so I did this while exercising on my treadmill. I almost fell off my treadmill on a couple of <laughs> scenes because I was laughing so hard. Um, and that being said, again, no political stance, but I just want to state about how shitty our country is right now when a scene in that movie does not get more play than what it did. It kind of just got happened and got forgotten. Yeah. That's I, all I want to say about that. But no, but other than that, Borat, and, and the fact that they, that they're, Sasha Barrett Cohen's, pure genius of he pulled an, uh, an unknown actress and basically trained her for that role and she nails it perfectly uh i hope we see more of her because she has a talent that i think needs to be respected so uh but for that subsequent film that's my honorable mention all right uh, what two more i'm sorry james 
I, I was just going to, I've got to mention one because I, if I don't, my children will beat me. But I do have to give Disney credit for putting some stuff on Disney Plus. And one of that that I have to include because it's the only way I was going to get to see it for quite some time. I do have to give some appreciation for Hamilton. Um, it was just a filming of the Broadway show, but you know they could have put that in theaters, and I think at one point that was the plan. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I, and I am I'm not swept up in Hamilton mania. Did I enjoy watching it with my family though? Because my kids do love it. Yeah, I did. So I, I Hamilton. Thank you, Disney, for keeping us entertained. Onward, as Joe mentioned, Hamilton soul. And I, God bless I, Disney Plus. I couldn't make it through Hamilton. I know. I've still not finished it. I, I still don't quite understand what I'm missing. I need to sit down and watch it. So I'm not going to say it just sucks. All right. My you need two, to read the book first. <laughs> my two no, honorable. No, I know. But my two honor that just I, this one is the only movie that's going to be what's her name? Kristen. What's her face from um, Kristen Stewart? Yes. Kristen. Underwater was the best B movie I have seen in a long time. Just, you know, it's a B horror film underwater and it starts from the moment after the credits roll and doesn't end. And it is a Lovecraftian masterpiece. Well, there's no such thing really probably, but it's a great Lovecraftian B movie. And, and the gentleman was a lot of fun. And that's on a lot of people's movies that sucked. I don't really? know why. Yes. I was looking up some lists. It's on a couple of I need to movies. See it. I liked it. Hmm. all right you want to talk about the worst ones yeah let's talk about the worst all right uh, do you want me to go sure so uh i am going again this is going to be one of those ones of he recommended capone and bash this but i'm bashing it wonder woman 1984 you amongst I've, many i've got a i've got a question about that because some I, there's a legitimate group that's complaining about this and i have not seen the film because i do not have hbo max i will eventually see the film Someone told me, or uh, there's a group, I should say, there's, there's a vocal group of people saying that there is a scene, and I don't know if it's body possession or what, I don't know, I have not seen the film, but where she puts the moves on, like, what's his name, uh, Chris Pine's character, mm -hmm. Trevor, yeah. is in another person's body. Yeah. And, and, and somebody and, was like, isn't that like, if, is it, if, the, if the gender was reversed, that would be like a rape scene, right? Or, or at least a molestation scene. And I was like, I don't, I haven't seen it. But I, I didn't honestly, uh, now that you said that, I'm like, that's kind of true. But if that's the case, Quantum Leap did a lot of rape. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, man, that's a good episode title, but I don't title. know that I want it as an episode title. <laughs> I just got Scott Bakula's autograph. Let's burn that bridge. <laughs> that's, that's why Scott Bakula never made the leap home. Sinner. Uh, he was going to <laughs> going into a cell next to Weinstein. <laughs> uh, tell the robot devil I'm coming. So yeah, you it. said you you. So I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell y'all too much because I'm I, since you all have not seen it. But I will say this: here's my main reasons of hating it. One, the villain is terrible, and I like Pedro Pascal. I mean, I do. Uh, but he, the the character Max Lord for comic book has if you're not a comic book person like Joe is uh, like Joe isn't and James and I are is a fascinating character in his own mind, in his own right. And they could have taken his character and his story and put it into this. And it would have been phenomenal, especially his ties to wonder woman in the comic books. And they didn't, they turned it into some make a wish genie bullshit that absolutely infuriated me. And then they, they just went, it just goes nowhere. Number one criticism, 
number two, Kristen Wiig did not get utilized enough. And you know, I've the other thing is the other thing is too, when Kristen Wiig actually looks better than Wonder Woman, you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> the, the other criticism, Chad, I heard, and I'm going to watch it in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, is that the problem is, is there's not really, yeah, it's an 84, but it's not really an 84. There's no reason no. for it to be an 84. There's no reason for it to be an 84. And then the other thing that pisses me off is, oh, it's 1984. And then they just put random things in there to show you, oh, it's 1984. We're kooky. Like all of a sudden they're in a building and, and then over to the right for no reason, there's break dancers. Right. Just so, so they could show no that they, there's no reason to have it there. Yep. Um, but, and this is going to be my, and again, guys, I'm not giving too much away with this, but, and we're eventually going to do uh, an episode on movie cliches and, and, mm -hmm. and stuff that bothers the shit out. This movie was riddled with, with plot devices just to further along the story that make no flipping sense. And I'm going to give you two examples. Again, not giving too much away. Um, she, they need access to a plane to get to another part of, to get to another part of the country. And suddenly Wonder Woman, who is an archeologist has a pass to some top secret military base that all she has to do is scan through, go through a device, get into the plane. And, and then, and then all of a sudden the military is like, Hey, somebody's got this plane. What's going on? How did she get that? How did she get that card? How did she get past all of that security to get to that plane? Number one. Number two, she has to get into the White House to stop something that's going to happen. She just happens to walk through all the security to go in front of the White House. And in the lobby is this guy who, who is making the moves on her for about two seconds at the beginning of the movie. And then he gets her into the point to where she needs to be. The movie is riddled with shit like that. And I, every single time I'm just like, take the time to write a script. And it just, it, it angered me to no point. And I'm going to ask this question too, Chad, because I, there's another group online, because of course I hang out online. And know. I'm sounding like a nerd right now, but seriously, all this combined no, into one no, movie is enough to throw I me said, off the, 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 the Is it Batman and Robin bad? It's not Batman and Robin bad. Somebody also, or another group of people that I've seen vocal online are complaining that she doesn't use any of the classic, like the rope. I mean, she uses the lasso. But other than that, like she doesn't have her sword or shield or anything that they spent so much time establishing. No, the there's none film. of that. Yeah, no, it it's like they took everything out of the for the, the yeah. It's it's just typical Warner Brothers. I felt like either catering to the audience or just dropping the ball altogether. And it Warner Brothers, I just I have huge problems with, and they own all of my favorite properties. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that's the number one movie I hated this year. What else didn't you like? Uh. So I'm actually going to cheat on this one, guys. Uh, and by the way, full spoilers for the movie, because I am going to talk about the plot and tell you the the, the, the twist ending of this movie. Um, I actually have not seen this movie. Uh, I had know everything about it, though, guys. I was going to watch it because I heard how terrible it was. Because I'm one of those people who would do that. <laughs> yeah. Call a glove um, for punishment. <laughs> uh, but then I, I actually found... And I never do this. The guys can back me up on it. I will never read anything about a movie, but I'm like, okay, before I watch this, let me see. And there was an, actually an article that laid out detail for detail about why this movie is so terrible. It's Wild Mountain Time. Oh, yeah. Never saw it. So uh, it starts off with Christopher Walken doing a shitty Irish accent, 
which is worth watching in and of itself. By the way, somebody said that the best review I read of that movie was, have you ever wanted to see what would happen if you just threw darts at a board to pick your cast? Yeah. And you wanted names people knew because that's what the movie is. Yeah. And I haven't seen it. It stars Christopher Walken, James Dorman, and Elizabeth Blunt. Emily Blunt. um, Or Jamie Dorman. I don't know. Fifty Shades of Grey guy. And by the way, if you don't want to hear the plot, fast forward 30 seconds because I'm going to tell you the whole plot in that time. I'm sure these guys... Uh, so uh it starts off with your lovely line of hi uh, it is christopher walken going hi i'm blah 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 and i am dead there you go um so it's automatically starting off as a winner it's stealing american beauty (laughs) (laughs) um so it's all about this man and this woman who have been together since childhood she loves him and wants him to commit to her, but he won't do it. And it's all, it's that for the most part of the whole movie, them talking about, why don't you love me? Why don't, you know, and then him not wanting to commit and his dad trying to get him to commit and he won't do it. Meanwhile, she's wanting to, he's wanting to leave this small Irish town uh, because he doesn't want to live there anymore. Um, and then all of a sudden John Ham comes in and tries and swoos her and then she's going to leave. And the man still does nothing to encourage her not to leave. And then finally, they get to the plot, the, 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 the plot twist of why doesn't he love her? Why can't he love her? Why? James, are you interested yet? Is it because she's a ghost? No. I haven't watched that movie. It's because he thinks he's a bee. Huh. Buzz. And that's an hour and 90 I, minutes in, gentlemen. I wish that little... <laughs> he had been a ghost. And it is, and if you guys do yourselves a favor, don't watch the movie, but YouTube, going to. YouTube that scene and watch Emily Blunt and James Norman play this for no laughs. Him doing a serious nervous breakdown of going, because I'm a bee, I think I'm a bee. <laughs> this, this is a British horror movie that has that same plot except he actually is turning into a bee yeah and And, and then and then the the ending she find the ending it's all well guys because she finally accepts the fact that he thinks he's a bee and is going to love him regardless well yeah she had to make up her mind to be or not to be be. Does she wander around in a flower costume? Because I'd watch that movie. At the end, she was like, no, no, no. Does she have one of those cage things and she's Nicolas Cage? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, I would watch the movie if you promised me at the end, Nick Cage sees him and screams, not the bees, not the bees. Not the bees. Dear God, I can't do the bees again. (laughs) They don't even have that in this movie. Chad, anything else? That's it. I just, I wanted to mention 1984 because I don't understand the hype. I don't understand why people are critically applauding that. And then Wild Mountain Times, a movie I haven't seen but have read enough to go, I am never going to watch that piece of shit. All right. So now, now I think that's what we need to do on Halloween. We'll tie one on. We'll watch a couple <laughs> horror movies. And then we'll end the evening. With Wild um, Mountain Times. Times. I, oh, by the way, time is spelled T-H-Y-M-E, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the plot. Uh, so uh, real quick, I, I know we've talked about films. Um, are you, You've got a worst of, Joe? Yeah. 
Okay, I'll let you go because I want I do want to talk about a couple books before we wrap. I, yeah, I have some more stuff. So okay. a disappointment. I don't know if it was worse stuff, but I just didn't enjoy it. it was Birds of Prey? I, I almost fell asleep a couple of times. You and McGregor was completely just miscast and misused in that movie. Chad, That's you even that, admit that, right? Yeah, I agree with you. So I, I don't agree with I you. I like on this her one. as as Harley Quinn, but I just the movie was completely forgettable yeah. and trashy to me. Too- uh, go ahead well yeah let me let me read because i don't agree with joe on that one at all i actually enjoy that movie uh it's good popcorn fun the two complaints i have about that movie a ewan mcgregor as the black mask was not you and black mask is a fascinating villain in comic book history again it's just again warner brothers not really nailing it in terms of dc villains um and ewan mcgregor was miscast and then that last the the final ending to where he suddenly is whatever it is that he became is shit um i'm not agree i do enjoy it uh but i agree with joe on that and the second my biggest problem with that is i felt like it was trying too hard to be deadpool yeah so go ahead the next most awful film it is the fantasy island movie it's just so bad is it really it's it's so bad i kept watching it do you know what i mean it's yeah, like I man, just that's hands of fate. It's well, I had to do a review away. of it, but it, it just it's the acting so bad and it has a twist. And See, I like Michael Pena too, and he's and really he just, but that's the problem is I think he gives the worst performance in the movie. So see, I, watch some it of, and come back some to of me. the movies some of the movies that he's in that are absolutely terrible. It he's like like chips. Chips is gone. Yeah, he's awful. the best part though of chips. He is the best part, but that's not saying much. <laughs> no, no. Okay. That I don't want to spend a lot of time. A horrible movie that I got, I watched because, and I got very little play here. And it's got uh, Anna, jo- what's her face from The Witch? And what'd you say her name was, Chad? Anna Taylor Joy. Anna Taylor Joy. And it was the Playmobil movie. Have you guys seen this with your kids? Oh, no. I've heard it's terrible. Oh, my God. It's damn near unwatchable. My kid tuned out and I wanted to watch Why it. Why did you watch it? Because it was free. I had a free weekend. I DVR'd it. it I was remember. Free. You could have watched Get Duped and you watched the Playmobil movie. (laughs) Well, I have have to. I can't watch Get Duped with my kids. So I have an hour to two hours. You're showing him Gremlins, Joe. I didn't show him Gremlins. I lost the fight. Hold on, I'm not done. Though the and and it sucked. But the movie that shouldn't suck, and I know why Disney just sent it to their streaming. They were probably so fucking happy that COVID came around. They they could just send it to the streaming service and not have to watch those box office results. Was that piece of shit Artemis Fowl? I have not. I cannot make myself. That movie's yuck. Now, I don't know if it's as bad as the Playmobil movie, but it's considering that it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. It has all those great actors in it. It's awful. Oh, no. The people who love that book series. He changed it. Oh, I know. And that was the entire thing. The book series. He even admitted to changing. He's like, well, I just didn't relate to that. There's a whole series based on how this little bastard steals, right, Chad? James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why, and and they're popular too. I mean, they are not Harry Potter level, but hey, they're selling books, folks. Chad, they're, you've got to watch it. It's so awful. I will try. Yeah. I will. I, I will honestly people, try at some point. Uh, I know people lost their minds about it. like there. Um, matter of fact, I didn't watch it, but a really good friend of mine, and and Joe, you know who I'm talking about. They're from Michigan. Like they yep. went on on a rant on on facebook because their kids loved it and it was one of the things where it's like i hope this movie doesn't sour them on reading like it's it was awful it's it's truly for the amount of people 
Josh Gad's in it, to Richard Pekinsper. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. And it's not that there's anybody who just says, it's just a never meshes. And then I read that he changed basically the character arc of Artemis Fowl. And then I thought, well, no wonder the movie sucks. You took yeah. probably what's cool about the book and then changed. Oh, Jesus, it's awful. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even want to finish it. We just, it was one of those in the afternoon and we, he he didn't even pay attention to it. It's awful. It's awful. Not since that Beauty and the Beast film was I so pissed at <laughs> that one, you know, that made two billion dollars that everyone loved that I still say is a shite film. I um, mean, I, I've seen worse films, but yeah, no, it it's, is. It's, for two hundred million, that's a shite film. It's. Uh, I will agree with Joe on this one. Oh God, it's a, that, and, and, and that's that's it. that's some people yeah. phoning it in, folks. Yeah, I want you to um, go back and rewatch that. It, I don't the, want to. The, I'm good. The, no, I'm, I'm, for those kids. people out there who are fans, you go back and rewatch it and pay attention and then come back to me and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, some people are phoning it the hell in. Well, and it's one of those things that, and, and don't get me wrong. I it's not as bad as Artemis Fowl. Ar- oh, God. I appreciate that Disney is going back and doing live action and all this stuff to a certain extent. Hey, it's your property. Do what you want. And there's some people that love when those are done. That being said, I, my, I took my kids to see Beauty and the Beast when it came out. That's probably one of my favorite Disney films, especially of the new wave that came about in the 80s. Huh. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, I mean, I watched it and I was like, okay, I don't own it. I don't feel a need to own it. Well, of course not. Um, it streams. You but but even, Plus. you know, I have movies that stream all around me. I do too. I do but, too. Christy pulled Toy Story three to show him on the way the other day, and for some odd reason we had the version because it was bought. It was bought, nah, bought pre kid. It doesn't have yeah. the DVD for the yeah. DVD player travel. Oh, the screaming! Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, so I, I, it's one of those things. But yeah, no, I've heard terrible, 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 terrible things about Artemis. You Fowl. go, James, because I just oh Artemis Fowl. Well, I want. I, I can't talk believe about, it was an on more list, man. I I was. I think people forgot it already. It's, I, it's been forgotten. I, I think it's one of those things that, like you said, Disney dumped it on on streaming, and 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 let's face it, Disney Disney World ain't making them pins for that movie. They may have made a couple, but they're, they're, you're not going to. Oh no, no! I tell you, the mo- You know, a Lone Ranger was a huge flop, but the Lone Ranger is a better movie than that. Yeah, I enjoyed Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Is fun. Two thirds of the Lone Ranger is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is it's there's another third yeah um but i want to talk about i want to talk about a couple books and one that i do and i'm not mentioning her we've already mentioned her on the show i'm not mentioning her just simply because she's done our show before uh but the more i I think about it and i revisit crossroads crossroads was a a very effective novella by uh, laurel hightower who stopped by the house last night to who hates night court who hates night court i don't (laughs) know if it's true she stopped by the house last night to drop off two signed copies thank you Laurel, yes, I did pay her because you should always do what, gentlemen? Pay the author. Pay the artist is what I'd um, like to say because I, I I would like to eventually get paid for something. I, I've given up hope. I'm, I, I do academic writing now. There is no pay. She's a friend, and I still wretched her cash. Well, I was going to say, so and by the way, I need people. to get a signed copy because my Her hatred of Marsha Warfield, I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marsha, I follow her on Twitter. Don't you start a war with her. You will lose. I know. I love uh, Marsha Warfield. She's on it's, Twitter. It's Laura Hightower yeah. Well who has the problem with her. We should have it. Yeah, she's a dick. She, but she, now, took a, she drank some of my Highland Park 12-year-old scotch and left. <laughs> Probably because I said jingle jangle, son. Keep going. 
Oh, I haven't seen it. Um, it I've heard I saw half of it. Uh, People anyway, like it. Um, Crossroads, it, it, I, I, we've talked about her work before, but Crossroads as a novella, uh, just uh, being completely transparent. I was reading it uh, as my father was battling cancer and passed away and, and all that stuff, but it is an effective, much like Soul in some ways, it's an effective horror story about a, a mother who has lost her son. It doesn't happen in the story. We open the story past that point. But then what happens when she sees him? She sees him outside her home. And, and what she, how she builds to a certain point and what's manipulating her or what's not, it's an effective, slow burn horror novella. But also it's oddly, I don't know, there's parts of it that feel affirming to me. She might hear this and go, he's out of his mind, it's all terrible. But there's something to that work. So Crossroads, honestly, was one of the best books I read this year. Do you think she um, would come on the show and talk to us about why she hates the heavy art episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd come on the show again. I, I think she's become a podcaster in her own right. Yeah. And yeah, is going yeah. to have a third book. And she's, I, and I'm not, she said she hasn't invited us to her podcast. How dare she? I, I will. Is it because I think, we like think, Night Court? I think she, uh, hold on. I think let they me, do let me say this real things. Quick. I think they, they, they like do. to invite, they like to invite people that are good. And, and Laurel, if you're listening to this, why don't you just keep talking to your pinkies up, tea sipping, writing folk, dick? I don't have anything. I just want to insult my friend. Um, Gosh, it is so cool, though. We knew her when. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Even I mean, when she hated Buddy, because he's all better now. Why would you hate that? Perfect. <laughs> I'm all better now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stop two people the out there are going to laugh at that joke. And one of them's not how Laura Hightower No, it was Laura. She's doing, I don't understand why the fat one keeps talking to me. Uh, uh, so, I, and I've got one other book, and I actually got this as a Christmas gift. It's my, my, my brother and his family got me this as a Christmas gift. It was a book that I wanted, um, and I didn't think I'd see. Uh, and it, it is... Um, it did come out. The original printing of it came out in 2016. I think somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure. Uh, I think it was a convention exclusive. And then 2020, it was announced. It was one of the last things he, he, he had approved before he passed. Harlan Ellison's collection of essays, the last person to marry a duck lived 300 years ago. <laughs> Not short stories. It's essays. But it zings. I mean, it's one of those things that if you read a good essay and an entertaining essay, he does this well because he, he was a curmudgeon great. and he's smart, but he's also sarcastic. Yeah. And, and I highly begins, recommend the glass teat and the, and the sequel to that as well about television. Or well, he, he begins fantastic this, essays. he begins this one with a quote, very little is needed to destroy a man. He needs only the conviction that his work is useless. And that's a quote by our Antonin Artaud. I'm probably slaughtering that. But I read it, and actually I took a picture of it, and I tagged a friend of mine that lives in Arizona because he talks about now, I, these These essays run from 2002 all the way back to the 1980s. And I didn't realize this until I was reading it. Do you know when the last states to actually recognize Martin Luther King Day uh, Martin Luther MLK Day uh, was Arizona. Yes, was one of the last. There's days. a Public Enemy song. I'm going down to Arizona. That's all about that, James. Well, I did they not know wanted, that. 
they would not, he would not do conventions there. And the World Science Fiction Convention where he, I think he went on to win a Hugo at, he almost didn't go to. As a matter of fact, he, he wouldn't go there for almost 20 years because they also wouldn't vote for the Equal Rights Amendment for women. Yeah. And he would not do conventions there. And I, I, I want to do this, uh, this, this brief uh, excerpt from him talking about how hard his decision of whether or not he would go to accept a reward. Arizona is one of only two states in the entire union that doesn't have a paid Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. And I've been boycotting Arizona again, and holy geez, gang, but it's more than a decade since my last horrific go-around with Arizona. And here I am in the same bloody, stupid, impossible, ethically twisted situation as in 1978. And this is the part where I'm like, oh, it's like having a movie-quoting friend hanging out with you. And I drop my head into my hands and begin to weep like a true movie buff in 1967 when George Kennedy won Best Supporting Actor for Cool Hand Luke when it obviously should have went to Eli Wallach for his role in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly because here I am writing the caca again. (laughs) It's just a readable, and he talks about everything. It's got his original essay, which uh, Time Magazine asked him to write an essay for the, uh, the... Hellbop Comet cult. What, what were they called? They just did a documentary about them. I don't know. But you know, the people that were going to leave on the comet. Yeah. Oh, were Heaven's they, Gate. Heaven's Gate. He did an essay. Time Magazine went, oh, you're a science fiction author. They killed themselves because of science fiction. Why don't you do an essay about it? And he wrote one, and Time wouldn't run it, so he had to do one that was more friendly to them. But he actually, and he does it as an entire attack on, this is the difference between science fiction, which is hopeful. It says we may be living like crap, but we'll still be here and sci-fi and if you know anything about him he hated the term sci-fi the last person to marry a duck lived 300 years ago i have laughed there are times when actually i've teared up it is not a huge book it and crossroads are probably my 2020 releases that i'm going to end up going back to at some point because they're they're entertaining and it almost at times with ellison it feels like i'm talking to somebody that i know even though he hit me the one time i met him by the way, I, I want to correct myself real quick because I didn't want to. But it was so cool when he hit you. It was you, cool. And he told me to go fuck myself. Dana found my letter that he actually sent me. So I now have it, and that's cool. And I'm going to have it cool. framed. Uh, uh, where he says that I'm a mensch and all that stuff, despite the fact he hit me in person. So it's, I've got the best of both stories now. Yeah. It's by the time I get to Arizona, the public enemy song about the Arizona Martin Luther King Day controversy. I forgot. I messed up the line. So I just want to make sure I gave that credit where the credit was due. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, I guess are, we should go ahead. Is there anything else? We probably well, should start. Well, I, I, we're almost at two hours. I know. Sorry. And we still got to well, talk about what we're looking forward to in 2021. I was say that was one I was going to say. We we need to at least acknowledge what what are we looking for because Can I don't want to assume. Yeah, I don't want to assume 2021 is going to be better. But please, six foot five, baby I've got, Jesus. I've got James. You've things. had it rough. We've all three yes. had it rough. But I'm going to give James. James a, I'm just rough. going to give this. A James has had it the roughest out of the three of us. I love we, both of you. Yeah. We've all had our probably shit that we, we neither the three of us even know about. I need to tell you all two things that are but only going to make James it had it the worst. I, you know what I'm really looking forward to. I really is the fight between legendary and Warner brothers, brothers and how it plays out. Because if you know anything about movies, because I'm a huge film geek, well, actually, I really like the business side of it. I find all that fascinating. I may like it a little bit better than you two. I don't know. I, I just, I like that part of it. And the fight that if you pay for 75% of a film and the actual 
release, the people who are going to put it in the theaters, the exhibitors, Warner Brothers, right? Get yep. to say, no, no, I'm going to give you a little extra dough and we're just going to stream it. Who wins? Because I want to see Dune in a theater. I'll probably go see Dune if I have the vaccine in a theater. Yeah. I, that that's the one movie I would like to see. There's probably a couple more, but that's the one movie I'd like to see in a theater. And it's not necessarily just because of Dune. Actually, the steals that I've seen from it don't actually blow me away. No. But I trust Denny Villanueva. And I yes. hope I said I it close say, enough. He's never made a bad movie. In fact, I love all his films I've seen. Can I also add but one I can't thing wait to I see how see. Legendary wins out on this, Chad. Does that make you? I, I no, just, I'm right there with you. I want to see because they pay for 75% of those pictures. It's yeah. the same thing with King Kong versus Godzilla. Well, I was gonna I say, love, and that's what I, I was going to talk I about. Love, and I love Christopher Nolan's. Christopher Nolan had the best quote, and I don't agree with him per se. I actually, and you know, I, I, I think Patty Jenkins had the best view of this, even though. I agree with you. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, but yeah, when when Christopher Nolan says, I, I once worked for the greatest studio in, in Hollywood and now I work for the worst streaming service. Well, you know. Yeah, what did Patty Jenkins say, Chad? So Patty Jenkins basically said, look, we are, I, I, I'm, I'm going to misquote her, but this is the gist of it. We are in a very, very unique time in our history. Yep. We have to do things differently. Agreed. Is this the end of cinema? No. People are still want to going to go to the, the the theaters to see movies. And I am one of them. I can't I'm, go to the theaters right now, and it is a huge chunk of my life that is missing. Well, and Patty Jenkins, by the way, wins that argument because I don't know if you all knew this, but you know where you can rent a theater out for ninety nine yep. bucks, and then yeah. so much. Uh, I think something like I want to say it made seventeen million in theaters, and yeah. two point eight of that was it made individual. more. It made more than Tenet did. Yeah. It made, but 2.8 million or something. And I, my numbers may be off, but I think it was over $2 million. Was literally people just, I want a theater. I want you just to screen Wonder Woman for my family. That's that's a lot of money. Christy and I have talked about it. It, it, it would be just getting with just the right people and making sure that we, you know, we were, we took the Separate precautions yeah. beforehand. We talked about doing it. We also talked about doing it with a jumpity jump, but because you can do that too. I, I do. I think it'll be the. This is a whole other thing. Do I think it'll, this is going to be the death of cinema and going to cinema? No. No. It may be the death of small movies at a cinema. Yeah. Which honestly, I that was, was already happening anyway, anyway. But I think it sped it up by at least two or three years. If yeah. Not five. Let's face it. If anything did it, superhero movies did that. Superhero event tentpole event films. So yeah. I'm going to throw it all under that because Star Wars. You can even say too. Harry Potter and Hunger Games did it as well. Jaws so. did. Actually, you know what did it was Jaws in '75. We're just no, now that, getting here. Yes, that. But yeah, I was yeah, going to say Jaws that started with, a flood, and that was Star Wars, the and then it's just yeah. it's just gotten bigger. It's gotten bigger. It's gotten bigger, and now. People are still going to go to the theater, but it's going to be to see Marvel. It's going to be to see the next big, probably, uh, like you were saying, Chris Nolan film. Certain people, Spielberg, maybe a few big films left in him, and it, that's it. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but no, I agree with Patty. It's not. It's not the end of it. People are. are but are, there's going to be theaters that don't open back up, Chad. Yeah, I agree. Where we're at them. now, but two or yeah. three of them were closed before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the creators need to chill it a little bit. Things will get better. But at the same time, I understand that creative vision of why they want theirs in the theater. And if he's not releasing it to October and everyone, if, you know, if we're at a, everyone's readily accessible vaccine, I see the argument. 
I, I do too. If the vaccine's done, there's no reason not to not to put it in the theater first. So get get that. I get can't. The, what this that y'all asked the movie I want to play out. The movie I want to play out is Legendary of Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers does not give two shits in the sense of they have a streaming service they have probably put a billion dollars into and they are worried and, about stock prices and and they dropped the, the ball on that one. Let's face it, when they first when they did not open when they Couldn't when they even get it on Roku. You couldn't and Amazon get it on the fire stick. Right? 70% of streaming devices in America, and you didn't get it on there until four months after you debuted. Idiots. Yeah. And it well, was all know, over advertising dollars. Disney didn't have that problem. No. No. In fact, you know what though? My new Roku has that Disney button. No. Yeah. You know, Netflix, oddly enough, Disney, though, Amazon Prime. Oddly enough, Samsung and Hulu, which is Disney now, uh, and and Disney Plus, I think, if you have a Samsung hardwired DVD that's smart, it won't work on that anymore. You yep. have to go through something else. So, I mean, they're, they are having some issues in them. But by the way, Joe, you mentioned that. And I just wanted to say, you mentioned Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, my son, uh, Santa, this year brought him because he wanted to go see the Godzilla movie in theaters so bad, and we didn't get an opportunity. Uh, it came out before, but we the last Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, King of Monsters. Right. And so Santa brought that to him and brought him Kong Skull Island. He's watched. Um, he's watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. He hasn't watched Kong Skull Island yet. I'm gonna watch it. Kong is more fun. Kong is more fun. Godzilla now, well, is a cool movie with an awful, awful, awful script. Mm-hmm. I, you I know mean, what it we, has got groaners delivered by Academy Award winners. Yeah. That being said, now we had <laughs> we had Academy a, Award nominated people. We had a blast with it because, of course, all he wants is cool monsters. It has and a lot do. of cool monsters. It it did it the does. opposite I, of the other Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. It does, and 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 so, and I was telling him because he hadn't seen the other Godzilla movie. He'd seen now he's seen old Toho the old Toho mm-hmm. ones, um, but he hadn't seen the the Brian Cranston starring one, and so. But anyway, we were watching it, and I said, now, every time they say Kong or Skull Island, <laughs> pay attention, son. And so, you know, obviously it ends with all the monsters he- are yep. seriously heading towards Skull Island and all that stuff. And he was like, Skull Island's the name of the king. And I was like, yes, and that's the point. Um, <laughs> and he was like, we've got to see that movie. And I'm like, I hope, I hope, and I don't know when they're going to release it, but it would be what I'd love to take him to in theater. It's supposed to be out in May. Uh, it's I'm interested in it because it's directed by, and I'm so sorry, but he's the guy that did the Blair Witch movie, You're Next. They took a shot on him. He's an independent horror filmmaker who yeah. landed this gig. So I'm curious. He also, uh, The Guest, which mm-hmm. is a good movie. That's actually probably his best film, in my opinion, that he directed. Uh, but... Adam I, Wingard. Know, I, Adam Wingard. His name's Adam Wingard. There you go. Yeah, I was I was I, uh, I was trying to, to help you out there. I'm looking. He's a talented to dude, movie. but I'm curious to see. He has a distinct vision. He has an, a, a very distinct. Vision. He also did that movie that's based on Death Note, which I didn't yeah. overly like. It, yeah, but it, I enjoyed it. It. I mean, it has his vision. I had fun with it. But yeah. uh, but no, no. I, so I I, I want to see that for my son. Um, as far as what I'm looking forward to in 2021, if I'm being completely honest, what I want to look forward to is a vaccine because Dana has talked about this with my wife. It's talked to me about this several times. What? I did not realize how much I miss bookstores. Like I love movies, but I'm able to stream them. I've, I've watched soul. I've done all that stuff. 
going into a bookstore and being able to discover a book, being able to wander around Joseph Beth and have one of their people going, oh, you like this? Why don't you check out this? And so it's, it's almost like what video stores used to be. And I didn't realize how important that was to me, except I haven't been able to go. And no offense meant to Amazon. Well, plenty of offense meant to Amazon. They can take it. They've got money. Um, it's not the same to have some algorithm tell me, oh, you read Harlan Austin. Why don't you read Frank Herbert? You know, right. mm-hmm. what's the logic there? Um, so I, it's something that I've really missed. And, and <laughs> the joke, Eve actually, my, uh, Dana made the joke probably not two days ago. She goes, okay, when you get your second round of the vaccine, you're going to literally, she goes, I'm going to put a timer two weeks after, once we know you're fully covered, <laughs> I'm going to drive you to Joseph Beth and nobody's going to go with you and take as much time as you need, wander around, touch things, do what you got to do. <laughs> because she said, you know, she was like, it used to be what I would do. If I had a bad day, a bad week, a bad whatever, I'd just go hang out in a bookstore, pick up a couple books. So and you I, wouldn't call us? Oh, Most no. of the time you cause a bad day. So oh, I was, that's true. That is true. <laughs> that didn't cause but, it. I mean, if you hired the guy that did it, I guess that is cause. Yeah, that is cause, isn't it? But uh, but no, I mean, there's there's movies. I'm I'm looking forward to the new Bond movie. God, I hope I get to see that in theaters. I don't know if I will, depending on. I don't know if they're going to push that date again. I but, don't even know what dates are anymore, gentlemen. Yeah, they have all run either. together. I know that Dune is next October, and Godzilla in Kong or May. If yeah. I think I'm right about that. Well, do you but, want me to? Ahead, I want to see ahead. Bond. I want to see. So I want to get back, and that's what I want to do. I want to see. I want to see Comfort. I want to see my Bond film. I want to see. I'll take my boy to see uh, Kong and and Godzilla if it's safe. Uh, and I want to go back to bookstores. That's my 2021 plans if it comes together. Joe, do you have? Do you have any? Because I'll just go through the top ten things I'm looking forward to. No, I'll probably. I, I swear to. <laughs> Dune's I don't want to. Go, I don't want to go all into because that's not what we do on this podcast. But a little bit of. I'm just waiting my turn, biding my time. I'm happy that all my friends are safe and healthy and my family is safe and healthy right now. And I'm just, I swear to God, I'm just waiting my turn. I haven't even looked at it. Honestly, the most exciting thing is I'm curious about the business side of Legendary and Warner Brothers. It'll be fun to watch. I will go into the top 10 things I'm looking forward to. And James said that there's that gap gap where he doesn't, you know, there's nothing for him now. And I'm going to give him two things that he will definitely be looking forward to this month. Oh, shit. I forgot about one. Yeah, uh, I gotta take my kid to one this summer. I completely forgot about it. it, It's on the list. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. All three of us do. So let let me. I'm looking forward. My top ten things for summer uh, for 2021. I am looking forward to James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I want to see what he does with that 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 those villains. The less polka dot man's in it, Joe. He couldn't get it worse. He couldn't get it worse. (laughs) So yeah, God, that movie's terrible. He's a talented dude. So I'm looking forward to that. Last night in Soho, I am really looking forward to that one. Edgar Wright's new film. Um, All you have to say is Edgar Wright, and I'll show up. Yeah, it's Edgar Wright, so I'm going to go watch it. Um, the French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's new film. Again, if it's Wes, I Anderson, don't know a damn thing about it. It has the actor that uh, in Dune that I actually that me and Joe had a conversation before that I can't stand, who's in uh, Call Me by My Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I will watch it because it's a Wes Anderson film. Uh, Free Guy. Ryan Reynolds' new film. I would like to see Free Guy. I would love to see Free Guy. But I don't know that I necessarily need to see it in a theater. 
I am deathly looking forward to hopefully seeing Masters of the Universe this year. Both but that's the, the car that's going to be on no, that's, streaming. This is the live action movie. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to the animated show as well. Did they even cast the live action? Yeah, movie? the live action movie. It's some guy that I don't know, but that's very popular. I'll when did they look start up. shooting? I don't know if they started shooting, but it's 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 expected to be released in 2021. I I, I I'm thinking shocked. that's gonna. I think I don't think it's gonna be out, but I, it's listed as 20. So, and then the movie Joe is saying he's gonna take his son too. When 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 we first got announced, he said we were all three hopefully gonna see it together, but now he's taking his damn son. Oh, Chad, I'm going to see it once without him. <laughs> uh, i'm going to go see it before him christy's already said oh no i'm going christy actually said i'm going to use the james thomas logic go i need to see this before the kid sees this to make sure he can see it and we're still going to take him no matter and, how bad it is and we we're of course talking about ghostbusters after yeah we're going to see oh yeah movie. yeah no. well let's just take a day off work for that by the um, way yeah. real quick i, I i've got Christy to say be something. down for that i'll be down for i that. do you have be down something for that? Uh, I do have something to look forward to. In James, you'll be here this summer, right? So can we just yeah. all take a day off and yeah. go do that? Go see the early show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. James, when, uh, I, I do have something I've got to say, because Chad, I know you have this. He uh, didn't mention my, didn't let me finish my list. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go, 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 ahead Chad. go with go, your go. list. Go. Go, uh, Chad. Well, all I was going to say, Chad, is I know you have the Ecto-1 Transformer. Yeah, my son literally uh, for for Christmas. Told oh, that's not my, the only Ghostbuster thing he got for Christmas. Told my wife that said, "I don't care what I got uh, it. What you're getting, <laughs> Dad? Uh, I want to get him that." And so Dana told me she goes, "I had to find that. It took forever to find it." But he goes, and he also needs the other one. My son pre-ordered me the DeLorean Transformers. Yeah, yeah so I've I got, seen it. I got both the Ghostbuster and the, the DeLorean is being shipped to me now. But That's cool. awesome. I, I literally was like, oh, so I've got a DeLorean to look forward to, a Transformer DeLorean Back to the Future. No. Uh, I, I do. So before I get into the TV shows from my top 10, uh, Joe, I sent uh, I sent Joe the trailer. James, I'm going to send it to you after this. I was hoping you would jump on early so we could like, show it to you beforehand. There is a, a unique movie coming out in 2021 called Frank and Zed. It took the filmmaker seven years to make it, mostly shot in his garage. It is a horror apocalyptic puppet film, James. Okay, you you had you my had me at the now first three words. <laughs> yes. Um, if you all haven't heard of this, please check it out. I sent it to Joe. He didn't seem too impressed with it. I, it, uh, look, it looks interesting. I'm not uh, creaming my pants, but it yeah, looks but, interesting. Uh, I am really looking forward there to you go, James. I am really looking forward to Fred and Zed in 2021 i hope i can get a chance to see it it's supposedly making huge getting huge reviews on the 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 festival circuit which i i lamented to joe i didn't know there was a festival circuit in 2020 but apparently there is i'm out of work um so that is the those are the movies i'm looking forward to now let me talk about the three tv shows i'm looking forward to in 2021 and two of them come out this month History of the Curse Word starring Nicolas Cage oh yeah no that comes out this week i've never even heard of it Oh, uh, it is a six-episode series on Netflix where Nick Cage hosts, and they discuss one cursed curse word and the history of it. I think the first episode is either fuck or bitch. I can't remember. I'm sold. Um, I'll put the toddler down for that. Also coming out in January, Disenchantment Season 3. I am, James and I really love that show. I don't know. It's not that I dislike it. I just never watched it. Oh, okay i didn't think you had watched it yet but, well uh, i've i've made it through I, but i don't a know show that you all kind of were crazy about i actually kind of i'm into big mouth 
No, James really loves Big Mouth. I was the one who lost interest on it. I, I need to go back and rewatch it. I actually have laughed a lot at Big Mouth. James James can't hear us right now because I can relate. No, I, can, I actually I can, can relate my, to about two thirds uh, of it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm having uh, some some technological issues. All right, right is that so, your two? No, uh, and then finally, I believe it's coming out in 2021. Stranger Things season four. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. While James is, and I'm this back. isn't a movie. I I uh, this is for my friends out there that I know in the can. I guys, I I I I did not know. I mean, I knew, but I don't think it. I knew. I will. I will now know for the rest of my life just how important uh, doing my convention work is to me. I I miss it terribly. It's a big part of my life, and it it's been rough. Sometimes I think about it and get really sad. Yeah. So I miss it. I miss doing those panels, guys. I miss being up there. I miss honestly. It's it's not even. I miss hanging out with all those people. And mm-hmm. some of them are my dear friends from who are friends of the show, Jared and Jamie, uh, Brandon and Nicole. I, I just miss those people. So I, I, I can't wait to get back to that. It, I probably won't, I won't be doing one till there's one coming in January. I won't be doing, they of course haven't reached out to me. I usually do it, but uh, hopefully August, September, I'll be back in the swing of things. I, Chad, if you want to know what I really, really am looking forward to, that's probably number one or number two. Um, no, I, I agree. I think that's one of the things that I, I agree with you. I miss being able to do. That's actually one of the things about even books. I miss book signings. I miss, I miss conventions. I miss all that stuff. Oh, just all the people. I mean, Chad, uh, Chad and I, and I'm not because James was in Mississippi. I, I, I think he had a good time. Just the day where Jared would just give us at his at his fall show a table, just mm-hmm. to talk to people. And people yeah, no, coming up and ask is and us annoying the piss and fuck out of the vendors next to us like what do you mean they're not selling shit why are they taking yeah. the you know would, exactly what I'm talking about I would sneak over to uh, friends of the show uh, <laughs> the guy yeah. who drew our logo <laughs> you mean Ken Kirk Ken Kirk <laughs> Ken Kirk and Bryce Aquay I'm blanked <laughs> or or here's one. Having drinks with another show owner while you're at another show working in between yeah. behind his booth. Oh man, that that and then that, drinking I, with that show owner later. And I, that show I owner just, and and then one shot knocked me off feet. But no, uh sneaking over to Bryce O'Quay and Ken Kirk's uh cube just to flick them off and them not see me coming. That yeah, was I fun. just uh, and just seeing people that we we get to see it though. I it's just a big part of my life. Uh, I would do it for free. In fact, a couple of them I do do for free. So yeah, miss it. James. I, uh, or Chad, are you done? I'm so no, sorry. I, I, no, it's okay because I forgot to mention this when I had it on my computer screen and then I completely blanked because I was looking at another list. I, um, the, the the one TV show I'm actually looking forward to more than any of the ones I actually mentioned previously, um, Boots Riley. Uh, he, dra- he directed and wrote one of my favorite movies of the last few years, Sorry to Bother You. Uh, two I'm years like, ago. sorry to bother you too. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It is very unique. Yeah, I, it took me a couple of times to just because I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's it's really if you guys if you ha- the to the listeners of our show if you have not seen Sorry to Bother You please watch it. It is a really good film. Another uh, Army Hammer good performance. And it yes, and it that has guy doesn't such, get enough credit. I'm going to steal a line from Joe because he uh, it has a unique voice. He does um, have a unique voice, man. It's something it's the, that um, hasn't you haven't seen it in cinema in a long time. It's not a, a Minotaur horse. What I mean is the only yeah. one that's like, yep, of course this makes sense. 
Yeah. So in, so Boots Riley has officially been greenlit by Amazon for a show called I'm a Virgo. Um, there's not a lot of details on it other than it is an absurdist coming of age story about a 13 foot tall black man <laughs> who lives in Oakland, California. That is all the spl- the plot that we know. Oh, you had and to tell that, me it was the guy that did. Uh, sorry to bother you. Boots Riley and that one th- one sentence storyline has me sold, guys. So uh, that is the number one show I'm actually looking forward to in 2021. If it comes out in 2021, it might come out in 2022, but it hasn't got a release date set. But they're aiming for this year. So there you go. I yeah. Don't one thing that is uh, supposed to start streaming that I'm looking forward to, just simply because I loved the comics as a kid, is I'm interested to see if Disney Plus is What If, which I think is supposed to come out summer 2021. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. If you're not familiar, What If literally is they change one thing in the Marvel Universe. What if this happened differently? What would it cause? So, you know, what if Captain America was never frozen? What if. And those comics were really, some of them got really dark. Uh, some of them got really funny. Some, you know, so um, I, I want to know what they're going to do with that as a series, especially if they get all the talent that worked on the movies to work on the series, which Disney has done a pretty good job of uh, keeping those people in the loop. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I echo a lot of what uh, Joe said as well. I, I think I'm introverted. I tend to be quiet in person a lot more. But I do miss being able to geek out in public with people. And, and just, I was saying the other day, and y'all mentioned Ghostbusters, and I'm looking forward to it. And I was thinking about how cool it is when there are those event films like Star Wars and the 501st show up and all that stuff. And we haven't had. Oh, that. and we have those pictures. Or we actually know some of the people who are in it, like the ghost, like the, like yeah. the Bowling Green, Western Kentucky Ghostbusters, who did yeah. a video for my, by the way, shout out, did a personalized happy birthday video for my son who's obsessed with Ghostbusters. Those guys do nothing but raise money for charity and, and love their, their fandom. I love yeah. what they geek out about. Yeah, and that's and so I, I, I think that's what because I think that's what's been really hard about 2020 in some ways is it's easy to see all the negativity because you turn on the TV and literally there's death tolls and there's this and there's that. But then you do have these moments and it's for me, it has been around fandom. I love the fact that there is Star Wars. I can and Star Trek and all this stuff. And I can go online and people are excited about something that's not terrible. And, and I'll miss being that in person. So hopefully we are going to get back toward that and, and we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, we just got, we got to hold on to what we got. Doesn't make a difference. I, I don't know any more lyrics. What's the lyrics to that song? I don't know why I'm looking over here like I have an assistant that's going to help me. Hate, hate Bon Jovi. All right. So are we ready, gentlemen? Is that it? So we're looking forward. We're we're hopeful for 2021. I still think the first part of it's going to suck. Real quick. I think we should do this just so we can revisit our year of the end next year. What's one pop culture prediction that you'll make? I want to make it, but I don't want it to be true. Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife's not going to be that good. Even though it that teaser trailer was amazing. 
I hope you're wrong, but I, I hope James, do you know how much I want to be wrong about this? Oh, I know. I agree. And one well, of those Star entire- Wars series has to suck. Chad was right. One of them's going to have to suck. Yeah, yeah. You it's just the laws of average. One yeah. of them has got to blow goats. I bet it's the Obi one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that's going to suck because they've oh, had to shut you know, it down gonna- and restart, and it's been a problem. And yeah, it's because yeah. everybody wants that one. Uh. Man, pop culture. I'm sure Warner Brothers is going to screw up another DC comic. That's easy. Go for, oh, come go for on. something hard like I did. That's like me saying, I'm no, you know I Hold want on. Ghostbusters one of the Star to Wars be the episode, third best Ghostbuster movie. One of the Star Wars nine shows that they made out is going to suck. That is, a, that is really No, ballsy. but my Ghostbusters Afterlife one. Man, pop culture-wise, man, I don't know. Uh, James, what do you got? And I'll, I'll see if I can come up with one. You know, I, I think one thing that we might see that may be somewhat positive come out of the, uh, out of all of this, because so my kids watch Godmothered. I don't know if, if y'all I saw it. it on, 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 did yes. you watch it? Yes. Yes. Okay. At the end of that, they were supposed to tell to you that it. I'm not the one who enjoyed it would not be a shocker to anybody, right? Well, it's it's not terrible. It's 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 not I mean, terrible. I just actually Dana, my wife, actually went, Oh my god, is that Jane Curtin? God, it's good to see Jane Curtin. I said like the same kids, thing about June, what's her face? My kids loved it. Uh, but we were all like, Oh, it is Jane Curtin. And all I wanted to do was scream in my living room, Jane, you ignorant <laughs> But I couldn't because my children were there. Um they've that, heard it before. That for being, me. well, it's not Jane. I don't know anybody named Jane that well. I mean, I know someone. Anyway, um, that being said, my my prediction may be, I wonder if we'll see a little bit more animation and like old school 2D animation. Because I don't know if you know this, that the ending of that movie, the reason it all of a sudden cuts to animation is COVID. COVID happened and they hadn't finished filming the epilogue. Oh, okay. They that wanted, that was all written. And they, the, Disney was like, do we wait, I mean, a year to be able to get this cast back together and take all the risk inherent in waiting? I mean, some of the, the cast in that movie are not spring chickens. No, June, uh, what's her face? Is 90 years old. I can never remember her last name. I don't know, but I, I, I she's a great actress. Uh, that's, uh, she's one of the best parts of God. She is said, the best part of the movie. The movies that being that said, do you sit and wait or do you just go, hey, we're Disney and we can we can animate this and i'm glad they did it and it's not it's not the world's best disney animation but it's 2d traditional asia animation yeah i was i was kind of glad to see it it's probably one of the better parts of the movie my prediction i hope one thing i would like to see is is maybe a little bit more 2d animation maybe we'll get some back and and i'm not against pixar i'm not against but i do miss animation i agree yeah well the princess frog is the last princess and the frog the last one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah chad I, honestly, guys, I don't know if I have a solid prediction off the top of my head other than I think 2021, we may see a lot more because with COVID, you know, it may be ending, but it's still here. I think we may see some sneaker films come out that are really good that just would not have gotten the the, the exposure that he did because they're, they're everybody's going to streaming now. That's a good point. What HBO Max did with letting those people be able to stay at home for those tentpole films for the next year may give, Chet, that's a good point, may give a squeaker out to some of these uh, smaller films to be able to do well in the theater, you know, for the folks who want to go back. 
So yeah, I think I think we might because it's a, hard to pay ten, twenty, thirty dollars for tickets yeah. when you already pay fifteen dollars a month and you can watch it at home for probably some most a lot of people sixty, seventy five, eighty inch with surround sound. Yeah, so I think we might see a small. I think we might see a small insurgence of of some more smaller films that aren't really plot driven on special effects and superheroes, cool. which that's what I've been wanting for quite a while now because. I am a huge comic book nerd, and I am officially burned the hell out. I the don't only, know if there's something new. I, the I only counter argument to that is is a is about out of the two or three I see a year, one of them's pretty good. Yeah, I and I, we won't see Doctor Strange next year, so I'm not excited. I know that was a, that's that's one of my bummers because I that's one of my all time favorite characters, and yeah. and I was so ha- excited with what they were going to try to do. And and the biggest confusion, yeah, is Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange. I would love. I can't wait to see that. And then the more confusing aspect is what the hell are they doing with Spider Man Three? Oh, I, basically I, I, they are. Rec- is it called retcon? What am I that, saying? I feel like they're doing what they're they're doing. Okay, so Miles Morales was a uh, movie was really great. Let's repeat that. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think Marvel's done a really good job of making it all work, right? Uh, no, they have. I'm giving especially them with the last one. So I think to me it's, and I just because Kevin Feige hated uh, who's the producer of those Avi Arad. Yeah, yeah. Avi Arad. And he he shit on Avi Arad, not Sam Raimi. If you read some of those Sony emails, go back and look. By the way, remember this whole interest in the whole business side of this. Yeah. As I, I think he's a fan of the Sam Raimi films and didn't. And I, I mean, they did cast J. Jonah Jameson the same. Yeah. Well, I was about to say. And, right. And by the and way, how are you going to fit? How are you going to? You couldn't have got anybody better than who they had. You're not going to get anybody better than who they had for Doc Ock. I would right. say Alfred Molina right? coming back. For you all? I mean, is there somebody who could pray that better? If they're, Let me know. I mean, in all honesty, it's one of those things that... Danny DeVito. Um, you know, I would have said... Hawk? Isn't he <laughs> too, too short? He doesn't have the... He doesn't have that square... Well, I mean, it's... In CGI. the 1980s, I would have said John Goodman. But um, uh, that being said, no. Alfred Molina coming back, like, I, obviously, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I was, I was excited to see any movie anyway that being said when they announced alfred molina was coming back i was like all right i mean yeah let's do this let's let's so yeah no i'm and i didn't uh, we did not need to see jamie fox's electro but we're getting it so eh. well but my entire thing about that is if you're gonna he's not the worst part of that movie no you're gonna do a multiverse storyline why would you not i mean yeah because there are those people that do love the andrew garfield and i'm not against andrew garfield no those movies are just not they're not even bad movies it's just the problem was the guy that directed those his best movie is 500 days of summer summer. yeah a rom-com yeah and and so anyway but no i one of the best ones actually that's another one i never hear about anymore and that's a pretty damn good movie well in all fairness the guy who directed the spider-man films these is his favorite his best film is cop car (laughs) I did see Cop Car. I I I, I liked uh, Spider Man. <laughs> I did too, but I like Cop Car. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just all hope as we wrap this up that 2021 does give us something to talk about that's a little bit more positive than some of what we had to talk about for 2020. I guess there'll be some sort of tragedy. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. That's why I bought stock in this Zeppelin company. <laughs> I have a good I, feeling. I don't want to end on a downer, but no I'm going to I'm going to end on a downer because. Uh, so 2020 has been bad it hasn't there's been some highlights and shiners but 2020 decided to kick me in the nuts as hard as they possibly could when in the the near the middle of december 
Yeah, they kicked me in the nuts really hard when in the middle of December we lost. And uh, special shout out Tommy Lister. Uh, yeah. He's he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll miss him. He was one of my favorite actors, character actors, um, that I actually didn't get to bring up in our character episode. But uh, we don't know what happened. It may have been COVID. They don't know yet. But uh, Tommy Lister, we miss you. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, we lost. I mean, he's no Don Wells, Chad, but yeah. Uh, no, I was okay. She was, she, what, 92? Doesn't matter, Chad. <laughs> she still looks the same as she did in my mind I, on Gilligan's Island. Wasn't she 82? I thought she was in her age. She might have been 82. 82. Yeah, so we was, lost a lot of great. I don't want to go through all that. No, we let's not go through that. I just wanted because we didn't get to talk about Tom Lister, and I don't know when we'll talk. He about is an him underrated again. character actor, yeah. and our friends that we text on, I still never did explain who he was to them. <laughs> which is sad because i think i gave several good examples yeah anyway. all right guys well that's been our 2020 recap i know it's been a shit year but there's probably been some pretty good stuff if you all think about it if you are sitting around thinking about it, i bet you can smile at a couple of things that happened this summer. i have smiled probably fights with your family fights with everybody having to deal with each other yeah. in the same house but hopefully you can look back on it and smile and think about this time and and most of you with young kids, I keep telling myself, they won't remember it anyway. Oh, mine will. Yeah, I know. yeah, yours will, yeah. And it'll always be about how dad won't let him go out and lick light posts like all the other kids. Oh, parents. God, I'm trying to stop him from licking. Anyway, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come again. And I really like would like for you things. all to subscribe, please. Grrrr. <laughs>